The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. Uh, Matt Keogh could not be here today. We got a different Matt taking his place. Uh, Matt Torito is in the house. Matt, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. (sighs) Absolutely. Do we have to introduce the other guy, or can we just kind of ignore him? Uh, We can ignore him. All right. Uh, No, we've got, um, I guess we'll call him local. Local Jets fan, uh, Jonathan Rice. Jonathan Rice, welcome, I guess. Thank you. Thank you. A, um, proud, a proud local Buffalonian Jets fan. Well, uh, don't worry. We're going to have a, a lot of time to make fun of you this episode. We'll take a lot of shots. But first, um, gentlemen, I'm coming in hot with uh, every teacher – Every kid's, I'd say, worst time of year, the start of school, right around the corner. You guys are both phys ed teachers, fellow phys ed teachers. Um, Jonathan, you're way out in Elmira. Matt, you're starting with uh, Franklin Charter? Uh, Elmwood Village. Elmwood Elmwood Village Charter. Um, You guys excited, dreading it, don't want to go back, wish it was, wish we could rewind back to July. What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, I would say my summer just went way too fast. Like, I feel like I enjoyed one week of of relaxing. Um, this upcoming school year, I'm I'm a little nervous because I got like I have to learn three hundred or four hundred fifty new names right off the bat, and um, I don't have any coworkers in PE, so I'll be all by myself. I'll be working seven classes a day. Um, seven thirty to four. So I'm excited for the challenge, though. Should be should be fun. It'll be a little bit out of my comfort zone. Usually, like I'm a big people person. I bounce off idea. I love bouncing ideas off with my coworkers. So I'm excited. Should be fun. Absolutely. Good. Once it gets rolling, swing that mic go. a little bit closer towards you. We want to make sure we hear right. everything. Jonathan, swing that microphone a little towards away from you. We don't want to. We want to miss stuff from you. <laughs> nope. It's gonna, it's, I'll make it closer. So. But uh, yeah, school year it's it's bittersweet. I mean, it's for me it's fun because you got bill season right around the corner. You got football starting um, starting up two weeks from yesterday will be the Bills' uh, first game. We'll talk about who they're playing, some scrub team from New Jersey. Um, but you also have hockey season right around the corner. They usually training camp usually kicks off. I think mid end of September. They're usually in full gear. Uh, beginning to mid October, so you got all sports wise. It's a fun time. You got NBA shortly after. I think shortly after, maybe a week or two after hockey starts, somewhere around there. Yeah, October, mid October. It's uh, it's a great time for sports. Um, if you're a baseball fan, which I'm really not, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but uh, you got you know the October Classic, you got playoffs, World Series, so great time for sports. But man, 
you get in this. <laughs> it's get a great in, time for sports. It's a you fall get back classic. in in September, and you're just looking like a hundred and I know for Buffalo, I think we have a hundred and eighty-eight school days. You're already counting down. You're already dreading. I don't know about you guys. I mean, in Buffalo. I'm not even sure which grade levels I'm going to be teaching. I know we're K to eight. We, I probably won't get my schedule, my class schedule, probably until um, probably next Wednesday. I'm hoping next Tuesday. We don't go back at Buffalo. We don't go back um, the Tuesday after Labor Day. We'll have professional development. So that Tuesday, Wednesday, and I think Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday we'll have kids. Um, so that'll be like our first. Days back, I know Jonathan Elmire. You guys go back a little earlier, right? Tuesday, Wednesday is is PD day, and Thursday is the first day with the kids. Okay. And Matt, when do you guys actually start at Franklin? Like, when do you guys have kids? Uh, so we start on um, on the fifth, September fifth. So, but the last three weeks have been professional development. So I've been in there every day. Oh, so you were pretty much right out from Williamsville. Yep. Right yep. off the bat. So I, I interviewed on Thursday. And I started on Friday. That's awesome. So I was, I was, it was quick. Yeah. And speaking of summer school, that's how we all met. Um, worked Williamsville Summer School at Mill Middle this year, and I loved it. I really, I had a ball. Uh, met a lot of cool people there. Met one jet fan just to let you know people i'm letting this all go because monday night football i'll throw all those shots back back at him so i'm letting it go and being very nice but go ahead listen it's gonna be let's put it this way i know you said oh you're gonna text everybody if the jets win with if the jets win i'm not expecting any text i might send a few i actually you know what at that point i'll feel bad and i'll just like you know what he doesn't need it he doesn't need it rubbed in his face anymore when rogers gets picked off twice gets sacked uh, wishes he had taken the Jeopardy job a couple of years ago when it was offered to him. Maybe he, go back to a darkness retreat. He might get offered after the Super Bowl in February if we win. And, um, you know, how could he turn it down then? We'll see. Listen, I've got a better chance of becoming six foot five, full head of hair, and making the NFL than the Jets do of winning the Super Bowl. And this just, year. just to let you know, people, I'm not expecting them to get to the Super Bowl. I'm hoping they at least get to the divisional round or the AFC championship game. The Super Bowl is just the cherry on top Slow of the cake. Slow your roll. You should be hoping they just somehow squeak into the playoffs. I think Rodgers is over the hill. Oh he's definitely God. he's definitely not returning to his form, uh his MVP form three two, three oh years my ago. God. He's Come not on. returning to that. He's over the hill. He's what, forty now? He's thirty nine going 39, on forty. Going on forty, he's fallen off that cliff. Oh my and god! And I think what's going to happen to him. Remember Peyton Manning? Even though that year he did win the Super Bowl, but he went where honestly they should have won the Super Bowl the year before. But he fell off a cliff and fell off hard. And Let's be honest; he was not winning that. the The Broncos that year did not win the Super Bowl because of Peyton Manning. They won the Super Bowl despite. Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning is a, I mean, arguably he's going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks and, of all time. And didn't they say that about who, Tom who Brady when he was 38? Tom Brady, though, never he, statistically he, fell off a cliff. Everybody was expecting him to. He fell. Aaron Rodgers last year, especially at the end of the year, statistically fell off a cliff. 
Uh, uh, 26 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Yeah, that's falling off a cliff. Two to one touchdown interception ratio. Yeah, that's falling off a cliff. We'll take that any day of the week. He needed to beat the Detroit Lions to get into the playoffs and couldn't. We're not talking like beating beating the Cincinnati Bengals, beating the Kansas City Chiefs, beating the Bills. He... Fine. You want to say checked out? Really? So you want a quarterback? You want a quarterback leading your franchise who was checked out? Checked when out the in Green game, Bay. When I don't care where he what, was what checked he? out when the season was on the line. Checked Fine. Out. Take him. Don't you think? Checked out in Green Bay. He's so motivated in New York. I thought. Listen, I was a little. That's before too. New York was even ever a thought. He, I was Jonathan. Worried. Don't you think he wanted to leave Green Bay on a good note? His last season there. His he last knew he three was seasons. Moving on. His last knew, three seasons. He knew he was moving on. Yep. Do you think he wanted to at least get to the playoffs and go one more one more shot at it? I'm pretty sure all players and quarterbacks want to go to the playoffs and do the best they can. Of course, he probably tried his best, but don't you think he was probably checked out at that point? Like, yeah, I'm kind of done. I'm going to do my best, but I mean, I'm it, checked it was out. a win. It was a playoff game. True, and it he was did a lose. Winner go home. It was. Why would you be checked out? Well, I don't care if I hated the team that I was playing for. I don't care if I just hated everybody on the team. My competitive nature is if the games, if the season's on the line, if playoffs are on the line, if the championship is on the line, even if nothing's on the line, I'm going to go out there and play. Checked out nothing. He did play, okay? But, all right, I'm probably adding a little here, but hey, what do you have as receiving court? What do you have? Watson is one of his few experienced if very little experienced receiver, but that's a story for another day. Let's try not to get too off task here. You were asking me something about my teaching and whatnot, and uh, listen, we're already off task. Nobody uh, cares uh, about your teaching. No, fine. fine. All right, but um, we're already into it. Mm-hmm. Football, best time of the year. I'm excited. I honestly think, and again, I said this last year. I said this the year before. Buffalo, it's and Matt agree with me or not. It's if they don't win a Super Bowl, it's a failed season. Even last year, even the year before that, they're in a spot right now going forward. If they don't win a Super Bowl, it's a bust. It's a failed season. I don't care about getting to a Super Bowl. We've already gotten to four straight. I don't care about that anymore. If you don't, if you're not hoisting the Lombardi Trophy right now, it's a failed season. Do you, uh, do you I, feel? I agree completely. I mean, we've we've been on the outside looking in for way too long, but the last couple of years it's been our window for sure. And that's what our, every move we've made in the off season has been trying to get us to that point to to win the whole thing. So if we if we don't get there, I think the players would agree too. Like it's a bust. Like our expectation now is not to or I'm sorry, our our goal now is not to just make the playoffs where where that's what it was for a while. Now yeah. it's to get over that last that last step that we've been missing for a long, long time. Oh, for sure. I still remember the Miami game that got us in, or after the Miami game that got us in the playoffs when Baltimore um, lost and choked away that game against Cincinnati. You know, the Andy Dalton just, I remember the catch vividly where he you had the catch. You're just happy. At first, you're happy. But like, all right, he got the first down. There's still life. Wait, he broke that. He's gone. Um, it's just... Those times aren't that was fun. That was great. We broke broke the streak, whatever you want to call it. Those times are long gone. It's not winning the AFC East title 
doesn't mean a thing for me anymore. It's nice, doesn't mean a thing anymore. Winning the AFC doesn't mean a thing anymore. If you're not in that last game and winning, it's over. Um, and you guys are all coaches. Um, have you ever gone into the season or even as a player like with your your team? Like, Is it fair to have those expectations as a coach? Um, I know I'm in a unique position this year. I switched over to Niagara Wheatfield. I'm coaching Niagara Wheatfield's uh, girls varsity soccer team, which I'm so happy. Um, it's been so much fun. But we're in a position where, and I've told the girls, if we're if we don't win a Niagara Frontier League and NFL title at the end of the year, I'm going to be mad. If we don't make a deep run into sectionals, I'm going to be mad. And I was even telling other people, if we we've got the team, and especially seeing them the last week, week and a half now, if we don't win a sectional title. I'm going to be, I don't want to say pissed because I'll still be proud of the girls for getting that far, but I'm going to be low-key pissed. We've got that talented of a team. Uh, again, a season always comes down to injuries, this and that. Obviously, if if Buffalo loses Josh Allen, expectations definitely drop. Uh, knock on wood, you never want to see a team season be derailed by injuries. You always want the better team to win with the better players out there, but it's, I think it's okay to have those expectations. Um, Jonathan, how about you? I know you're, you've got your soccer season starting up pretty soon. Um, I mean, well, unified soccer, it's a little bit unified different. soccer, a little bit different, but you also coach track and field and what else do you coach? What do you coach in the winter? I coach indoor track and outdoor track in the um, springtime, but, but they're both modified. Okay. At that modified level, do you have even your track athletes? Do you have like, listen, if, if you're not the top sprinter, if you're not the top team, if you're not the top thrower, do you at the modified level, do you feel it's it's good to put those pre- that pressure on those kids, or do you feel it's just at the modified level? It's a little bit, all right, we're getting you ready for JV. Exactly. That's okay. like my mindset going into it. I just want them to focus on the fundamentals and working hard because what I do know is this. When they do get to the next level, JV and varsity practice together. So they are going to have firsthand, when they, when they go to JV at ninth grade, they're going to see uh, potentially 10th, 11th, and 12th graders busting their tail off at track practice. So that's what we're trying to instill in them. Practice hard, work hard, and everything else will take care of itself. Um, and that's all, that's all I'm going to say about that, you know, in terms of that. So it's just basically focus on just practicing hard, show up, work hard, and yet we don't have any playoffs. So I can't really talk about expectations for championships because that's not what's going on at my middle school when it comes to track. So that's it right there. I agree. And at the modified level, I think you definitely – you you don't want to lower expectations, but you got to put it in perspective. Yes. Um, Matt, what do you think? Uh, just for me, like from a player's perspective, like I played uh, four years of varsity hockey, and um, the first year we made it to the state finals, and we had a mediocre team, honestly. And then the next three years, um, we really were built with a lot of talent, and that was if we didn't make it back to Utica, that's where the, we had states, Utica, New York. It was kind of a bust, and I and I, from a coaching point of view, I noticed that my coach changed the way he coached us. It wasn't about 
more so the X's and O's. It was all about like team culture and we're a family and everything we do from that perspective will get us over that hump. I mean, I remember that first year we were like, we were a really good solid team and we got into a fight with our own team on the bench. And that's like kind of the culture that we had um, building there. And and we had to change that very quickly. And we ended up making it back to States uh, out of those, out of the four years, three times. So uh, we never, we never won it, unfortunately, but um, it felt like a bust to me. Like I felt like I really missed out for sure. Absolutely. And you bring up something with team culture. Do you think it's more important so much at like the high school and even at the college level as you get into the professional level? I guess even as you get into like the top D1 college programs, do you think team culture, team chemistry kind of gets uh, lost by the wayside or like isn't really necessarily as important? Yeah. Wow. Oh. I, I I would say so for sure. Like, even... I like the Jets fan answer. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just mind blown. They're, 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 like, they're not here, used to thinking a, over there. <laughs> here's a great example. Like at the college level, now the NIL deals, like that, yep. it's not so much like a, a team. Like it is a team environment, obviously. The coaches are really pushing for like a family atmosphere and like this is how we do it here at Penn State or wherever. But now there's certain athletes on those teams that – are making Bingo. a lot more money than the next a, person, the net, the center or the left tackle on the team, and that that's going to grow and, resentment, and that that could start a, a shift in in what the team beliefs are. Yeah, and I, don't, I mean, you. you look at Bryce Young in Alabama. They said what before he even threw a snap uh, for Alabama when he was there, uh, going in as a freshman. He already signed like a million dollar uh, nil deal. Um, mm. It's yeah, it's got to be a little crazy. And I know some of those, some of the college football coaches, um, I don't want to say they flamed out. Like, even if you look at Nick Saban in Alabama, when he was at Miami uh, coaching the Dolphins for, I think, two or three seasons that he that he lasted there, one of the reasons why he wasn't that successful with them, but one of the reasons why he left, uh, he said, he, you know, he didn't like coaching the millionaires. He didn't like coaching the quote-unquote prima donnas, the rich guys. Um I think now, especially in a powerhouse like Alabama, it's you're going to have a lot more of these guys, these young kids, these young 18, 19, 20-year-old kids coming in, making good money or signing a deal where they're already coming in to spring practice as, if not millionaires, 50, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 in the bank from deal. I know... Let's put it this way. I know my college experience would have been a little bit different if I had a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in my bank account going through college. I think uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think my college experience. I don't think I would have been living on ramen noodles uh, during finals week if I had that. Yeah. And but also don't forget, even before NILs came about, the coaches were making millions of dollars. Well, oh, the coaches always got paid. That's what the I'm saying. The coaches always got paid. That's that's my point as well. It's like the coaches always got paid. Even and don't you think maybe the players back then were resentful towards the coaches getting all this money? I didn't get paid any, and I'm the one putting in all the work. That so. is a good question. But if you look at it, the kids are getting an education now, whether they take it seriously or not. I mean, if you look at even football players at Harvard, Ryan Fitzpatrick, starting quarterback for Harvard, I'm sure. He got a scholarship to play football. 
smart guy, brilliant guy, but at the same time, a Harvard education per year, even back when he was going, was probably what? Forty five, fifty, sixty thousand a year. I know my stepdaughter's going through college right now at Syracuse. She's got scholarships, not full scholarships, but seventy seven grand a year a year. That's a lot of money. And that's again, scholarships, everything has covered it. But so you can say they weren't getting paid, but at the same time, the free- they weren't exactly doing it for free either. True, but when you talk amongst your teammates, okay, yeah, the free education is nice, but at some point, there's still going to be some level of resentment towards your coaches that I'm going out there busting my tail off, and you're getting the money, and I'm not getting any. Yes, I'm getting a free education, but that doesn't justify how much the coach is making versus what I'm getting in my education. You know, you said 50000 did Nick Saban make fifty thousand coaching football? Coach K at Duke, and yes, but if you learn and you study under Nick Saban and you play four years for Nick Saban and you're one of Nick Saban's starters, don't you think the chances of you getting a five million, six million, ten million, tw- especially as a quarterback, twenty, twenty-five, thirty million dollar contract four years down the road the, that's could a, pay off? Um, how many of those fifty-three? Is it fifty-three at the college level? Fifty three players on the roster. I don't know if there's a. I don't know if there's a roster limit. I know some college some colleges leave like huge rosters. But um, but, but you only just, get so many scholarships. Yeah. you only get so many scholarships. But let's just say fifty three as as just for the yeah. sake of the argument, twenty thirty million dollar contracts. That's fine example. But that's how many of that fifty three player roster? Two or three. But that's still giving you a chance. Let's put it this way. If you're a four-year starter at Alabama, you got a better chance of getting drafted and making big money in the NFL than a four-year starter at Buff State or a four-year starter at UB. Not to discredit those programs, but I'd say the same thing with Ohio State, same thing with LSU. If you're in a big Power Five conference, again, you're right. There's nothing guaranteed. You're right. You might go there in a fresh as a freshman, flame out. You might go there, tear an ACL, break an ankle, and then that's where you can say, "Well, at least I got a free education." Exactly. Um, but other than that, that's yeah. That's even, the way if, I feel. even if you flame out in the NFL, even if you go, even if you don't get drafted, okay, I got my degree in finance. I got my degree in education. I got a four year degree in engineering. Whatever it is, I got my four year degree in basket weaving. I can do something with it. Mm-hmm. I might not be making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand a year. I might not be making millions a year, but I can make a good living off of it. True. So, but good point. I mean, Matt, what do you what do you think about that? Do you think? I mean, is is does Jonathan? There's an off chance that he's got a point, but the, do you kind of agree with him, or like, what's your I, thought on the name, image, and likeness stuff? I. Well, it brings me to like the Johnny Manziel documentary. I don't know if you guys watch that, but I don't plan on watching. I wouldn't it. even say they had the players would have resentment to their coaches. I would say the university itself, like how much money they make off of um, their players, like even like jersey sales, donations, like the hundreds of millions of dollars. That is um, true. Yeah, and, I will give you that. And that, yeah. I would say. Well, even the colleges. Well, we don't have the we don't have the athlete's name on the back. We don't. You, you know the number. If you got it, you know the number. You know the player that the jersey yep. represents. Yeah, yep. I think Johnny Manziel is a good example of that. Like he, if I know you didn't see the documentary, but he was just getting paid 
on the side for his name, image, and likeness. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that tra- then once he got to the NFL, he he didn't watch any film. You know, he wasn't he didn't he didn't love it anymore because he fell out of love of the game. Like he he just saw the benefits from his personal play rather than how his team did and and all that. Now, one thing too, even at the professional level, no matter the sport, do you think do you have do you feel like some guys once they get that big contract, once they get that big uh here's a 5-year 5-year $150 million, $35 million guaranteed contract, do you think some of those athletes kind of tend to slip like I don't have to work hard at practice anymore? I don't have to. I know we've seen it in some at, uh, some instances. The big one that I can remember was uh, Albert Hainsworth. Yep. When he went to Washington, and I think he he was he might have been the first player to sign a hundred million dollar contract, and I think like fifty or sixty million of it was guaranteed. His play that next four or five years, like he fell off a cliff. It was almost. I know he. I think at one point he ballooned up. Where he came to camp like 20, 30, 40 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we I'd can l- go. We can go, go down the list. Jamarcus Russell. He didn't even play a football game before he got his big contract. I mean, we, we can. There's a whole bunch of it. It just comes down to the person and their personality. Yeah, and it's really. The, it's also the GM, the owner's responsibility to make sure you're giving the money to the right person, right player. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. how do you know that the right player? Like honestly, again, we were all. Young ones. Well, you guys still are young. I'm old. But, I mean, can you imagine 21 years old, some GM, some team hands you, especially back in that day where NFL, you didn't have the NFL rookie wage scale. You could come out and sign whatever the hell you wanted. Can you imagine as a 20, 21-year-old kid, somebody signing you, here's a, here's a $75 million contract. We're going to give you $5 million, $10 million a year for the next five years to go out there and play. After you, that money, especially that first check, hits your bank account. And I'm not a big party guy, but Jesus Christ. It's a different way I, of living. Yeah. yeah. It's a different I mean, way of living. I, uh, at 21 years old, I don't, I'm not going to say I would go out there and like be a huge party animal, but definitely make life a hell of a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it yeah, would definitely think, uh, change your price, change your priorities a little bit, maybe. When you yeah. brought that up, I I thought of that story about Shaq, who, who spent a million dollars in one day. Yeah, and and didn't even think think twice because he's never you know seen that type of money before, and just didn't know about taxes, didn't know about any of that stuff. Yeah, and how he was in the red before <laughs> before he even knew it. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you got to. Uh, not all, but a lot of these athletes, whether it's uh, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, uh, NFL, some of these athletes come from nothing. Some of these athletes come from impoverished neighborhoods. Um, I mean, I knew I grew up in Niagara Falls, you know, probably a lower middle class in Niagara Falls. Again, right out of college, if somebody said, here, here's $5 million. Thank you. Like, all right, I'm set for the rest of my life. Thank you. But I definitely, uh, hey, that nice restaurant that I couldn't go to or didn't want to go to or I'm I'm treating everybody and I can, like you said, you blink your eye and, ooh, damn, you got another $5 million check because it's kind of gone. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Um, one thing now it looks like even with colleges, I think they're they're almost recommending or requiring their athletes to take some sort of uh, business finance or, or money management course. Do you guys feel like that's a good idea? Absolutely. Because, I mean, as you've talked about, like every athlete should know how to manage their money. You ever seen that documentary, 30 for 30 Broke? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a great documentary. If you've checked it out, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Everyone should watch that documentary and take a college class because you need to learn how to manage money because what is it? The, what's the NFL lifespan? Average three years, right? They say average anywhere from three to three and a half years. Yeah, three or three and a half years. You got to learn how to manage your money just that quickly. And as you said, most of these kids come from impoverished areas, ne- never know the worth of a dollar. Yep. And right then and there, when you're handed this much money, and again, not to repeat yourself, right? You're going from zero to hero, zero to millionaire. You've got to learn how to manage your money. You just have to. Here's an interesting stat for you guys. It's from uh, Essentially Sports. Says that uh, about sixty to sixty-five percent of NBA players go broke within the first five years of retirement. An average NBA player earned approximately eight million dollars for the twenty twenty-one twenty twenty-two season. Obviously, that's average. Some of these guys are making like Steph Curry, you know, Anthony Davis. They're making some big money, but just tells you over half of those players end up going broke. After they retire. Oh, for sure. And I think they live a different lifestyle. They live a different lifestyle. Not only that, you know, people start knocking on your door. People start calling your phone. Hey, remember me from third grade? I sat next to you. Remember me? You know, we were boys back in middle school. You know, you get a lot more people with their hand out, unfortunately. And this goes from any walk of life. You get a lot more people. It's, hey, we made it. We, not not we, me. I I made it. Um, and I think you get some of those guys that definitely you want to be that guy. And and this goes back to giving – this goes a little different. There's nothing wrong with – this is different from giving back to your community. This is different from starting foundations, starting doing community work because I think every athlete should be doing that no matter how much you make. Um, but there's a difference between doing community service. There's a difference between giving back and just strictly giving. Like there's a difference between people taking advantage of you and helping somebody out. So it's uh, there's definitely a lot of pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd like to say that you wouldn't fall under those pitfalls, but until you have, until you look at that bank account, and we're all phys ed teachers, so I don't think we're ever going to get a chance to look in that bank account. <laughs> when you look in your bank account and you see five, ten, fifteen, twenty million just sitting in your checking account. You'd never really know what you're gonna do. Yeah, I would agree. I'm same here. I I like to think I do, but I in reality I would not know what to do. Yeah, no. It's like uh, Gronkowski. Gronk, he didn't spend a penny of his NFL money. Nope. Yeah, and you hear even Marshawn Lynch was saying he didn't. He, when he was in the league, all he spent was endorsement money. Mm-hmm. Whether he did commercials, whether he did this, that, he spent just he lived off of his endorsement money and then banked his NFL money for the future. Which is that's smart. The See, way to th- go. Those guys should be the ones leading those seminars for those rookies coming in because a lot of them, you know, they struggle. Yeah, absolutely. And to go back to what he said about the NBA thing, I don't. I think this should be important. Those kids. I keep saying kids. Now I'm at the. And now I'm at the age where I can't say kids. Now, um, when they get drafted to the NBA, they're 18, 19 years old, so they're barely an adult. And at least in the NFL, you're at least twenty one years old. 
So you have yeah, a little. Could be. I mean, Troy Edmonds was 19 when he got drafted. Really? 19 turning 20. Really? In the NFL? NFL, you all you have to do is finish. You have to be three years out of high school before you get drafted. In the NBA, it's one year. I thought NFL was two. It could be Correct two. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought NFL was two. I, but I know Edmonds, uh, the Edmonds brothers, they graduated high school early or something like that. But they, they, uh, I believe, they were 19, turning 20 uh, okay. when they started their career. All right, but the point is, but like, still. the NFL has you at least have a year to grow as an adult. Versus the NBA, where you're you're immediately a millionaire when you turn 18. Do you think the NBA should incorporate something where no more one and dones? You've got. I know they got rid of the they got rid of the draft where you can't uh, you can't go right out of high school. I believe mm-hmm. LeBron James was the last one to go yep. right out of high school. Yep. Um, do you think they should get into something where you got to be at least uh, you got to be at least completed your sophomore year of college? Ooh. Give you a little bit of another year to grow, or is it just something, hey, I've only got a limited amount of time to make my money. I've been told that I'm a first-round draft pick. I need to go now. I don't want to risk an ankle injury. I don't want to risk a knee injury. I don't want to risk a whatever. Uh, when it comes to basketball, we're just strictly talking basketball, right? Strictly basketball right now. Well, I would just go straight to the NBA because, like, don't forget, when uh, Kevin Durant ruptured his Achilles in the NBA Finals against the Toronto Raptors his last season in Golden State, he still got a four-year, $160 million contract, even when he was injured. You know, But I know it's Kevin Durant. He's, he's one, in, one of one talent. But the point is, in the NBA, you have to go get, your money, go get your money now, but also know how to manage it just because. And on top of that, it's all guaranteed. But every dollar, every contract you sign, it's fully guaranteed, whether you get injured or not. In the NFL, if you get injured, you're cut. Yeah, but if you make that same argument, get your money while you can, shouldn't it be more of an argument in the NFL? I mean, the NFL, there is greater, much greater chance of injury, much greater chance of getting a concussion, getting knocked out, breaking something, tearing an ACL, or worse. Yeah. Um, shouldn't that arguments still be made in the NFL why why does a kid have to do be three or two or three years out of college yeah. so why is it good for the NFL and not for the NBA well, why, well like you said I want I want the I want the kids to get paid their money if you if you feel you're good enough to go to the NFL go to the NFL just you know but my argument is just be aware of your money that that's basically it as yeah. I was, as I were discussing See, I, I don't know about the college rule like I, I'm keep thinking about the college rule and People that don't want to do do that one and done in college, they just go overseas. They go play somewhere else. Yeah, yeah that's they kind play. of the last couple of years. It's been almost like a loophole. So, like, yep. I feel like if you made it a two year commitment, I feel like they might need to do like an age, like minimum age. To minimum get to age, the maybe NBA. like twenty. Yeah, like it, and for the for the NBA or the NFL, the NBA, really, Even because both. because oh wow, there's still pe- there's people in high school like going into college that are playing even pro leagues like overseas there's uh what's that one league it's um you got the g league yeah the g, the g league, league. Yeah. although i think no there's another league i think it's I, let me look it up but to get in the g league you've got to be drafted by a team or at least an at least a uh nba team's property i believe isn't the g league like basically the minor league yeah of yeah. the nba yeah. so you can't just you can't just get on a G League team. Like you've got to, no. like you're, you gotta be drafted. The San Antonio Spurs have to put you on their G yeah, League. What team. I was referring to is Overtime Elite. It's a new basketball league out of Atlanta, and they're paying players in high school six figure salaries. 
in high school. Wow. Yeah. So it's like you do if you make a college rule, like there's always going to be ways around it. But isn't that if they're getting paid in high school, doesn't that eliminate their chance to play in college? Like, isn't it if you take money for your sport, you're no longer considered an amateur athlete and you can't play college, which is considered amateur sports? Well, can they classify it as NIL? Can they do that? In Maybe. The, in college, they can. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe they got rid of that rule with the whole I NIL so. thing. I, I but... think so, because how, 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 can I, how can you differentiate between the two? You know? That is true. And that was one thing. That used to be such a big thing. Um, I used to coach bowling for a couple of years at uh, Kenmore West, and we had some really good bowlers. And, of course, you always have adult leagues. You have bowling tournaments, um, events that are for money. And you always had to remind those kids, listen, if you are in this tournament, that's fine. But if you win, and some of them did, you are not allowed to collect Money. You cannot, if you win a tournament, you have to sign something and you have to make it known that you are declining the financial prize. Because once you collect that money, you're considered a pro athlete and your college career is done. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that's just, you know, one sport, but there are other sports. It was, I mean, it was a big no-no. Even in the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, you're looking, dude, are you kidding? You just... You just took money for a bet. You just took money for a game. You just, dude, you better hope nobody finds out or your college days are screwed. Yeah. Um, and again, maybe that line no longer exists because of NIL. Maybe there's maybe NIL is just a loophole around it. I don't know. I I think I I think I don't I don't think that exists anymore because of NIL. Like as I can't tell the difference. But that's just me. I I could be wrong. Someone out there. But if you can explain this to me, I would appreciate that because I don't think that's the case. Now. Well, you're a Jets fan, so we know you're wrong. Oh, my yeah, God. We'll be here all day so we can understand it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but all right. So we're going to we're going to speaking of Jets fans, we're going to switch gears here a little bit and we're going to give a little before before the season starts. I like to do like a little breakdown of the NFL, little not just AFC East, not just AFC, but kind of see what you feel of every division. We can even go division by division. See what you guys think. See who you feel is going to be ranked where. Uh, don't worry. We'll save the AFC East for last. Um, save the best for last. Save the best for last. But let's uh, you know. Let's start on the NFC side. Let's go a little um, NFC West. Mm. Who do you guys – what are your thoughts in the NFC West? Who do you see coming out of the NFC West? Um, and then let's just – you know, let's – Kind of rank them as well and see and see where they fall. All so, right, Jonathan, we'll go. We'll go. This will be the first time you get first place or get to go first in anything. So, as a Jets fan, so let's uh, let's have the Jets fan go first. Where do you see the NFC South division? NFC South division. Wow, you just said West. Or sorry, West. West. Oh, west. South. Okay, we'll go. No we'll go. We'll go West. We'll All right, go we'll west. go West. All right, well, you just came from down south, so we'll go west. Well, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna start off with a, a team that's gonna be classified as a pretender, and that's sad, even though they won the Super Bowl. But I'm gonna go L.A. Rams. They're gonna finish bottom of that division, just because I'm not. I don't think. I think Matthew Stafford's over the hill. Um, Arizona Cardinals, same thing. It's it's gonna be a. It's gonna be neck and neck with those two teams for the bottom of the bottom of the division. I was shocked, shocked that Seattle just, just. just 
were just a good team last year. And you got Geno Smith coming out of nowhere. You got Metcalf. Uh, that team, I think, is going to do well again this year at 9-8. and eight, And the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy, I think, is going to have a stellar season. He had a great last, great second half last season, and I think he will continue as Mr. Relevant. Not Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. Relevant, because he really has become a very relevant player in my estimation. So, You don't think that was a flash in the pan? No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Oh, not I, saying you're wrong. I think the sample size was good enough for me to, to be to, to be convinced that th- this this dude can play. I mean, yes, he got hurt in that playoff game, but that's because he got hurt. Do you think there's going to be any lingering effects from that injury, especially to start the season? He's had six months to recover. So, and they just traded Trey Lance. So if they felt like Brock Purdy was a little bit behind, they would have, they would have kept Trey Lance. They would not have given up Trey Lance for a fourth-round pick, even though that was the best they could do. I like Brock Purdy. I think this is going to be his division. So I'm going 49ers, Seattle. Ooh, I want to say a tie with Arizona and L.A., but I'm going to go L.A. than Arizona. That's my, that's my division order. 49ers, okay. Seahawks, Arizona, L.A. Okay. Matt, what about you? Yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. I think the same thing. 49ers are a lock. I mean, I feel like they probably are the best NFC team, in my opinion. I expect to see them in the Super Bowl against the Bills. What, 49ers in the Super Bowl? Wow. I mean, they're just, the, in my opinion, they're the most well-rounded team in the NFC. I mean, mm. You just look at all sides of the ball. I think their missing piece was bringing in Christian McCaffrey. And I know he's a running back, but he's not just a running back. He's more. And I think a big part of their success or their outcome this season is going to determine on his health. If he goes in there and if he can play all 17 games, if he can play in the playoffs and make it all the way through, maybe not all 17 games, but at least like 15, 16, and he's healthy for the playoffs— They'll, I think they're going to go as far as he carries them. I know they've got uh, good receivers. I know they've got a, a pretty stout defense. They are a very complete team. But I think unlike the quarterback, unlike Kansas City, unlike Buffalo, unlike Cincinnati, where they're only going to go as far as their quarterback, I think, I think the 49ers are only going to go as far as Christian McCaffrey. I agree. I think Brock Purdy is, I don't want to say the real deal, but he's at least, I think, proven that he can be an, an above above average, like on at least top 15, at least top half of the league quarterback. Fair. I like that. And I think, I think with that team, that's all you need. Um, yeah, so, with sorry, Matt, the... I kind of, I think I kind of interrupted your, your answer there. So where do you got the no, rest of No, no, I'm just saying like, you you can put a lot of quarterbacks in that system and in in that role with a, with all the weapons they have, like the, it. He, you don't need a top five quarterback in there. And Very I true. Think that's re, I'm agreeing with your point. A lot of you, you know. Imagine if you put Josh Allen in there. Oh yeah. They they probably they definitely win the Super Bowl. I mean, you could put a top fifteen guy in there with all the weapons around him and and a defense like theirs. Yep. Makes but, it very difficult to beat a team like that. As long that. as he's a system, as long as he'll, he'll work the system with uh, Kyle Shanahan out there, I, you can, he can, I agree, he can make some, do some damage. 
13 touchdowns, four interceptions, quarterback rating of 107. I mean, I you say you say top 15, I say he will be on the verge of top 10. But was that also a product though that many teams didn't have film on this guy? Good point. Many te- he just caught caught teams off guard and now teams are like, "All right, we've got at least 10 games on this kid." We know how he plays. We know his tendencies. We know what he likes. He likes to check down if he likes to go deep, if he likes to roll out right. We'll see. We'll see as the season goes. I'm a believer, and we'll see. So, But we both agree he's in the top 15. We can agree there. At least for now, yes. Yeah. All right, so Matt, but where do you have the rest of the NFC West? I had the same order. Same exact yeah. order? Yeah. Okay. I think the Rams are – that's the first time I'll agree with them all day. <laughs> I think the Rams nice. are really going to fall off. I see. I, I, we're all in agreement. The 49ers are going to win that NFC West. I think they're just too tough of a team. I almost, I, I'll almost go as far as you. I think they're. I think there's a great chance they get to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure. I feel like they'll be. I'm going to go out and say that the NFC title game is going to be between the Eagles and the Niners again. Yes. I think it's going to be a rematch. Uh, I think by far they're the two best teams in the conference. The rest of how the NFC falls, it's going to be interesting. I guess you can kind of say the same thing. I know he's been around a lot longer uh, with Geno Smith at quarterback with Seattle. Was he just an older flash in the pan last year? If he has his same productivity that he had last year, Seahawks, not only are they going to finish second, but Things fall the right way. They could even challenge challenge the Niners for the division. I think they'll be if he has the same uh, output last year, same statistics, or even improves on it. I could see that team being second, maybe a game or two off the Niners for the division. The Cardinals, I think, are just going to be a tire fire. The Cardinals, I think, are going to be. I think they're going to. They're going to be a one or two win season. One or two wins, maybe give them three win season. I think they're going to be fighting for the last uh, pick. The fir- or sorry, the first overall pick. They're going to be fighting for last in the league. Oh, if they go two wins, it, it, Kyle Murray's gone. It, it, it's going to be a dumpster fire. Who knows if he even plays? I mean, he's starting the season on the pup list. He's out four games. Who knows what they're going to do with him? Who knows? I'm not even sure if they want him back. That's what I'm saying. But I think win, they're... He'll be playing a lot of Call of Duty for sure. He'll be playing a lot of Call of Duty. That's why I want He'll have all up. that money. I think the Cardinals are going to be a tire fire this year. The Rams are the only team that's interesting to me in that division. I think they could be anywhere from like a 3-9 to nine win team. I think if Stafford comes back... And, again, doesn't catch – I don't think he's going to catch anywhere near the same fire he did during the Super Bowl win. But if he can get somewhere close to that, I think they can be a nine-win team, maybe sneak in as a wild card. Either way, I'll I'll go with you guys, the Niners, Seahawks, Rams, and then Cardinals. Mm. Um, I almost wanted to – I will say, though, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams jumped the Seahawks for the number two spot. If It's all going to depend on quarterback play for both of them. If Geno falls off a cliff and Stafford regains, Rams are ahead of them. If Geno, even if he just maintains and Stafford 
climbs up a little bit if Geno maintains the Seahawks are second place. Mm. So I'll I'll agree with you guys. I got Niners. Niners, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. Yep. All right. Now let's jump up to the or jump down to the NFC South. You got the Saints, the Buccaneers, the Falcons, and the Panthers. Um I think from what it's worth, one of the worst divisions over the last couple of years. Um, we'll start with you, Matt, this time. Where do you see the NFC South shaking out? This is this is a tough, tough division. Um, let me see. But, but not for the right reasons. Not for the right reasons, no. I think out of all those teams, the Saints probably are going to make the biggest splash, and I'm saying that because of their uh, strength of schedule. I wouldn't be shocked. Or lack thereof. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't be shocked if they get a couple more wins um, than they normally would get. Than you know they would normally get. Who's their quarterback? The Saints. Yeah, Derek Carr. That's right. He went to. That's how badly. Like I don't even. I feel like once Drew Brees left the Saints, they just fell off of everybody's radar. Yeah, like basically. it just kind of became like the old Saints, the Aints. It's an interesting division because uh, Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. We'll see how he does over there. So I don't know. I think it's honestly a toss-up, in my opinion. I I would, I probably lean toward. I mean, the Panthers have been looking good too. Like they've been getting a little bit better. If you look at everybody, it's really going to come down to quarterback play. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. This might be a hot take, but I think the Saints prob- are going to be top two in that division. Okay, so if you ha- if you had to pick, who are you going with? I'm going to take my gut. I think the Saints, the Bucks, Panthers, and then Falcons. Okay, depends mm-hmm. on depends on quarterback play, but I, I I don't know. That's that's a tough tough division for me to analyze. Okay, Jonathan, what about you? Well, you just came from you just came from Tampa, so you had your. Uh, you were down there scouting the Buccaneers team, I'm sure. Well, that and that and a couple of things, but that's a conversation off the off the radar. Um, the Carolina Panthers, I think, are going to are going to bottom out. You got a new coach, new quarterback. I feel like this is going to be a rebuilding year for the Carolina Panthers. I'm thinking like four and thirteen, somewhere in that range. So I think they'll bottom out. Atlanta, you, the argument you had for the Rams being three and nine win team, I'm going to use that same argument for the Falcons because Taylor Heineke, I think. Is he a great quarterback? No. Is he even that good of a quarterback? Not really. But he, he is a little underappreciated from time to time. He had some good good games in Washington, and uh, he could do the same thing in this division. I mean, let's don't forget the NFC East division. What it's still consistently a very bad division, and he did some damage in that division. So I'm gonna, I'm not going to sleep on the Falcons. The Saints, I think, have to be number one because of all the quarterbacks in that division: Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield. Taylor Heineke and Bryce Young. Who's the best? It's Derek Carr. He's the more successful of the four, in my opinion. So, yeah, but how many times has he been to the playoffs in his career? That is true. Was it only once or twice? Once or twice, but the one he well, it could have been three times if he had not broke his ankle in that MVP year, and that was very a good, true. They could have went far that team, but that's their story for another day. So I'm going to go in order, top to bottom. I'm going to say Saints are going to go ten and seven, Tampa Bay nine and eight. And if they, here's a hot take, who I forgot the backup's name from Tampa Bay Trask, Kyle Trask, uh, Kyle Trask. I will never forget this, and I'll be brief on this. I was at a bar the night before I flew back here. 
I was eating at this awesome restaurant, Hattrick, and there was all these Bucks fans waiting to go to the game. They were all telling me about how they love a Trask. They think that if Trask is the starting quarterback, he'll win the division. And I'm like, well, yeah, but he couldn't even beat out Mayfield and Camp though this year. I, I agree, but these are the fans talking. I'm just going by my okay. conversations with them, and they're. I, I felt Trask had a good preseason, but again, they've seen him play. They pay attention to news down there, so I'll take them at their word. So, I'll go Saints ten and seven, Tampa Bay nine and eight. If Baker Mayfield's the starter, Atlanta six and eleven, and Carolina four and thirteen. So you're basically the same as Matt, except you flip flop the last two. You flip flop the Falcons and the Saints, or Falcons and the Panthers. Correct. Um, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I'm going to go, I think Mayfield, I, he's not going to set the world on fire, but I think he's going to recapture a little bit of his uh, best year in Cleveland, where he, again, wasn't a stellar year, but had a pretty solid year, and I think that's all he needs. Um, I've got the Buccaneers still winning that division. I think the Buccaneers are still going to win that division. I agree. And you know what? If um, if Sean Payton was still in New Orleans with Derek Carr, I think I would definitely give the Saints that division. Yes. I just I'm I don't know what the Saints have in coach there. Um, not necessarily sold on the Buccaneers coaching staff either, but I think the Bucks. Overall, I think are just a little bit more solid. I I almost want to say this comes down to a year where we have a division winner that doesn't have a winning record. I could see an eight and nine team winning this division, um, but I'm not going to go records. But I'm I am going to say that the Bucks are going to repeat as champions. I'm going to say the Falcons finish second. I think. Uh, they're going to be, especially if uh, if Robinson can have a great rookie campaign, he's going to need every yard. But I think the Falcons are going to. I think the Falcons are going to be one of those teams that just hang around. That it that you just you should you should go in and beat by fourteen, beat by twenty one, and they just hang around. They hang around. They get an opportunistic turnover. They get a, a goofy Bijan breaks like a, a 60 yard run here, or I think they're going to go second. I think the Saints third. And I agree. I don't think the Panthers are going to be a tire fire like the Cardinals, but they're going to have to earn their stripes. They're going to have to take their knocks. I think the Panthers finish last. So I got the Buccaneers. I'm going to gamble Buccaneers, Falcons, Saints, Panthers, but I could very easily see. Eight and nine taking this division. I don't think any. I don't think anybody from this division wins ten games. And, I no, think, and none of them are going to win a playoff game. No, no. It's going to be. You're looking at whoever the uh, whoever the uh, fifth ranked seed or the fifth seed in the NFL NFC. They're going to have a bye. Oh yeah. They're going to have an easy bye. Oh yeah. All right. Let's uh, come up east. NFC East. We'll we'll start with. You know what? I'm going to start. I'm going to start this one. I think I don't think the Eagles are going to be as strong, but I think they're still definitely strong enough to win that division. Um, 
I'm going to say the Cow or sorry, the Giants finished second. I almost I'm just I I think if, if you just you got to give the Eagles by far the best quarterback in that division is Jalen Hurts. So I think the Eagles the Eagles take the first. I'm going to say the Giants get second. Dallas, I think, is just going to fall off a cliff. I think they're going to go third. Um, Washington fourth. I almost want to. I almost want to be that guy and say Washington finished third and Dallas Dallas finishes last. But um, Dallas's offensive line is getting older. Is getting old. Is old. Dak Prescott is. It's he's just not Dak anymore. Tony Pollard, can he be better than Zeke? Can he be the Zeke? Can he can he now that he doesn't have Zeke there to share some of that workload? Can he get there? Their defense will keep them in games, but I don't think it's going to be a, enough to win. So I've got I've got the Eagles, the Giants, Cowboys, then the Commanders. I think I said Redskins before, but Commanders. Sorry, it's all right, no big deal. It's all, all right. right. Who who wants to jump in here? Um. This is the one division where I sometimes want to feel confident, but I can't because the NFC East, and I had to look it up to make sure I was right, the last team to go back-to-back division titles was the Philadelphia Eagles back in 04 when McNabb was the quarterback. Every year, it's like, you, you win the division. No, you win the division. No, you win. I want to say the Eagles is the logical choice, but anything can happen in this division. So... I guess I'm going to stay with logic and say the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is just a great player. A.J. Brown, I can go down the list. Jason Kelsey, the defense, I mean, just a good overall team. But nothing surprises me now because it's been 16, what, almost 20 years since a team went back-to-back winning this division. Um, Second, I'm surprised. I'm going to go Cowboys. I'm not a Cowboys fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I I think Dak is going to... After the trade with, for Trey Lance, I think Dak Prescott's going to let, light it, light you it up. You think Dak is back? I think Dak is back just because he had a couple of great years in Dallas. I mean, what was it last year? No, two years ago he had a great year when they won the division. So I think he'll go second in, in the Cowboys. Giants, I think, are going to fall off. I just, I just think Daniel Jones is a one-hit wonder. I think Brian Dable, though, has proven that he can— In fact, I'll go one step further. I think if Allen— Gets drafted by the Bills and Dabo is or Dable isn't his offensive coordinator. I'm not all that certain we're talking about Josh Allen the way we're talking about Josh Allen. Good point. I no. So I think there. I think Dable is a he's a quarterback whisperer. I think he knows how to get the best. I'm not saying I'm don't misconstrue it. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination he's going to turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen, but I think he's going to get. The max, and he's going to turn him into a top fifteen, maybe top ten quarterback in the league, maybe. And I think that'll be good enough. But sorry, go ahead. That's all right. Um, and then the Commanders, I, I just don't, I don't feel it for for the Commanders really. I five and twelve at best. Yeah, a new ownership could could bring new life to this team, which is good. Thank you, Dan, Dan Snyder. Goodbye. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go in order. Logic says Philadelphia, but I have a gut feeling another team's going to win the division again. No back-to-back winner, but let's go Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. Okay. Matt, what about you? That's fair. I I think Eagles will win the division, but 
I think we're going to all be surprised by how much. But it's, I don't think it's going to be wide. I, I think you think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be closer okay. than people think. I, okay. I, I'm. I think the Giants are going to make a huge push. Really? Okay. I well. honestly do. That's another year in in his system. Uh, Brian Dable. I think they're going to make a significant push closer. But I think the Eagles are still the better team all around. I think it's time to it's find like. The Cowboys are going to implode on themselves this year. I feel like that's been almost happening year in and year out. I think it's going to be a toss-up between who's going to finish the division last. But I'd probably say Eagles, Giants, not probably by like two, maybe two or three games, maybe two games, Cowboys, Commanders. Okay, I like that. That's I I see that in fact. Just, that's how I pick it. I think it. we would be. I I think the Giants are really going to make a push this year. This is their I agree. year to do it. They probably won't. They'll probably go wild card, but they probably won't make the division. But I win agree. The division. They'll be a. I I agree. I think they're going to make the wild card, and they'll be a tough out. I'm not saying they're going to win a game or even two, but I think they'll be a tough out. Either way. All right. Let's head north. Which one? The NFC. NFC. Oh, let's finish up the conference. NFC North. All right, I'm going to start it off with a hot take here. I think Jordan Love is going to have a great year, and that's why you're a Jets fan. Nope, Jordan Love. I'm I'm just telling you right now. So you got the Packers winning the division. I'm going to shock people, and this is my up. This is my upset alert. I'm going Packers to win the division, just just because Jordan Love. And I'll I try not to go off on a tangent here. The man has had three years. Behind Aaron Rodgers. And no, this is not Jonathan Rice, the Jets fan, talking for Aaron. No. I'm just being as logical as I can. The man had three years sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. And we know what kind of a mentor Aaron Rodgers is. Well, In fact, didn't he, when Jordan Love got drafted, didn't he come out and say, I'm not this kid's mentor, that's not my job? I I, I bet he did. But, but go I, ahead. Let, let me finish, okay? The man had three years. And seeing what I see now with with Aaron Rodgers with Zach Wilson, I'm I am left to I am I am given this impression that he may have done the same thing for Jordan Love the past three years, helping him if he wanted help and blah blah blah. Jordan Love has had three years to figure out his weaknesses, um, get rid of some bad habits from college. Didn't he go to Utah, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know what the university was. I'm not going to lie. I can't remember where. I feel like he was either Utah or I want to say TCU for some reason. It might have been Utah. But I do know his senior year he had a bad year because he had a different offensive coordinator at the time. So he had three years to figure out his weaknesses, get rid of some bad habits, and get new habits and blah, blah, blah. Three years. I think he's going to stand out. That There was a couple flashes in the pan, as you would say, where he, he came in for Aaron Rodgers and he did well. Even though it was in garbage time, but he did well last year. Preseason, he's done well. I'm expecting the Green Bay Packers to step up and win this division with Jordan Love leading the way. All right, I'm not saying all pro or pro bowl. I, I'm thinking something like 11 and 6, 12 and 5, somewhere in that range. Jordan Love will take a step up. The Lions, I, the same old Lions as far as I'm concerned, are SOL. You've got to prove it to me. After 30 years, Come on, same old Lions. I think they might do well, but I'm going to take give them second at ten and seven, nine and eight, and third, the Vikings. Oh, the Vikings! You did lose Dalvin Cook, and I'm not saying that as a Jets fan, but Dalvin Cook was important. Kirk Cousins is very good in the regular season. I'm going to say Detroit and Minnesota could be tied at nine and eight, somewhere in that range, and then the Bears 
we can all agree they're rebuilding. So I got Packers. Ooh, I almost want to flip flop because I did say Minnesota because Minnesota did go thirteen and four. They should have been twelve and five against the Bills in that game, but I'm not bringing up that game. So let's go Packers. I'm going to flip flop Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. All right, Matt, before you jump in here, I'm going to take this one next and tell you why you are wrong on almost every single one of these. Wow. First first of all, I was going to say, Matt, I know I, I know you're do the same thing, I know you're so. you're chomping at the bit. There is no way there's no way the Jets are winning the AFC East just like there's no way the Packers are winning. We're going there winning. now. We're, we're, we're going we're there now. now. There's God. no way the Packers are winning the NFC North. Um the Lions are for real. I'm going to tell you this, the Lions are for real. The Lions, I almost want to say, will win a playoff game or two. Oh, but the Lions, wow. the Lions are for real. Uh, Dan Campbell has got that team. Again, I'm not saying they're completely built, but he's got them out of the dark ages, and I think they're going to have a resurgence. Um, in the, just continue. I feel like last last year, even though they missed out on the playoffs, last year was. They're welcome back to the NFL. Uh, so the Lions, I've got winning that division. Chicago, second place. Second place, Chicago. Chicago, wow. Chicago, second place. I think Justin Fields is, again, not a stellar quarterback. I think he's going to be a poor man's Jalen Hurts. I think he's got the scrambling ability. I think he's got an arm not the best arm, but he's definitely got enough accuracy and arm strength to get the job done. I think he's going to take a big step forward. Um, he he can take a step forward, but will the Bears take a step forward? I think the Bears are going to take a step forward. I think they're going to exploit the two weak teams in that division in Minnesota and Green Bay. Um I don't know. In fact, we'll talk about after this. We're going to go into playoffs, who we think is going to make the playoffs for the NFC. I don't know if I would put um, Chicago in the playoffs. In fact, I'd probably say no, but I think they're strong enough to leapfrog Minnesota and Green Bay. I've got Minnesota finishing third, and the only reason I have Minnesota finishing third and not last like the Packers, because I'm not sure what you're going to get in Jordan Love. Kurt Cousins, I think he's going to give you average quarterback play. He's going to give you, he's going to be able to still throw that throw that one-on-one ball, throw that jump ball to uh Justin Jefferson. He's going to be able to I don't think their run game is going to fall off the cliff. I think it's going to take a hit. I don't think it's going to fall off the cliff. But I think Minnesota is set up for a failure. They're going to finish. They'll finish third. And Green Bay, I just wow. I just don't see what they're going to do offensively. That's the and, question mark. and their defense is not particularly strong either. It's not horrible. I think they've just got a. I think they're going to be the definition of a mediocre team. Wow. You're not going to be able to say. Well, they had a great this, but a terrible this. They had a terrible this, but this was... I think it's just going to be everything was... Eh? Okay. Eh? I think it's just going to be a bunch of blah play, and it's going to lead to them being last in the league. So I've got... um, 
I've got Detroit winning. I've got Chicago second. I've got Minnesota third and Green Bay fourth. At least we both agree on the Vikings or, or – yeah, well, no, somewhat. You said I said second, you say third, so we're almost there on that one. And you said I did say Lions second, so we're almost agree. But wow, you went last for Green Bay. I went first. I'm going first. Green Bay's off. They're done. I I don't think so. Uh, Matt, what about you? So there's a lot that I agree with you with. First off, Packers will finish the division last. Wow. I, I think that it's a upset def- alert. Yeah, it's going to happen. The Detroit Lions are here to stay. Okay, I, they remind me of the Bills getting over that hump, changing mm-hmm. that culture in that in that organization. Um, I think he's Dan Campbell's done a great job. He's got his team ready to go. They're clearly not rebuilding anymore. They're here. They won that last game of the year. That was a playoff game to them in their head. I know they didn't, you know, but that that I was, was pushing it. for them. I wanted it. I forgot who won that made that game. Uh, a non-playoff game. Oh, that's a good question. I forgot who won because I know if there was another team that if they lost, uh, it would have been a playoff game for a minute. Like it would have been a winner-take-all for yeah. Detroit. I forgot. Who I forgot won. who. Maybe it was the Giants. Yeah. It, Maybe it was. Might have been the Giants. But anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah, no. So I, I got Detroit finishing the division first. This is where it gets a little tricky. I, I, I like pretty much everyone's on the Justin Fields train. I don't either. I'm not sold just yet. I I think he's a tremendous talent. I think they they've got some pieces over there, but I don't. I'm not sold on on them finishing second just yet. I I, I could be wrong, but I still think uh, Cousins and, and the Vikings ha, are, are just a better team overall. Um, I, I see them finishing second. That second and third spot is probably going to flip flop. Could be either or, but I think the the Lions are here, and and I wouldn't be shocked if they you know did some damage in the playoffs to shock some teams. I wouldn't even be shocked if they shocked the team on the uh, season opener. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs. Re- no, I have them losing that in first two games. I'm just Lions saying, played the going into Chiefs that game. Going into that game, everyone watching that game. You know who they think is going to win, right? And you know every yeah. opening every opening week, there's always that one. Oh man! Like they there's go, always that shocking week, that shocking victory. I mean, or we, shocking we loss. were the Bills were a step further a little bit last year, but we played you know the Rams, and and we made it look pretty easy. Just like we're going to make mm-hmm. you know uh, make it look easy against the Jets. Shut up, Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I I'm not I'm not you know I wouldn't bet all my money. That they're going to win the season opener, but I feel like it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Like the Lions are definitely here, and and I, I'll be, I'm I'm interested to see how their season goes for sure. All right, uh, to wrap up the NFC, who do you have as your your seeds? Your one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seeds. Your playoffs, and then who do you have as winning? The NFC Championship game and like losing in the NFC Championship game and winning. Uh, Rice, New Jersey Rice, we'll go with you. Hey, New York Rice, okay? That's New York, not New Jersey. But all right, okay, Jersey. but I'll, all right, whatever. All right, uh, number one seed, 49ers. I'm going to pick them as my number one seed, 14 and three, 13 and four. Well, if you're going to be the number one seed, you got to at least win 14 games. So I'm going to go 14 wins for San Francisco. 
Number two, I'm going to go Eagles at 13 and four uh, as the two. Uh, Packers, I'm still, I believe in the Packers this year. I'm a, wrong. Well, hey, this is me. I'm going to go Packers at 11 and six and three. And obviously the NFC South winner, I believe I said the Saints, 10 and seven. And so that's number one through four 49ers, Eagles, Packers, Saints. All right. Who do you got coming out of the wild card? Oh, wild card. Forgot about that. Minnesota. There's three wild cards. Yeah. So three. Yep. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, ooh. I almost want to pick two teams from the NFC North in the wild card, uh, Detroit and, and Minnesota. But you I can. I could. No, I'm going to go like this. I'm going to go like this. Five, six, and seven. Let's go Vikings, Seahawks, and Giants. Okay. I'm going to go Giants there. I'm going to go right. Giants thinking at seven. So give me your NFC championship game and who's taking it. Okay. 49ers will be there as the one seed and as the two seed. Ooh, man. Man. I almost want to I almost want to pick an upset there, but I don't want to go chalk chalk here with the Eagles. Well, they they are they are on a revenge. They want to get back to the Super Bowl. You know what? Other than the Eagles and the Eagles and the 49ers, I can't see a team challenging both of them. So, I'm going to expect a rematch. A rematch, but this time at 49ers. Because wasn't last year's championship game at Philadelphia? I thought it was at San Francisco. I could be wrong. What? what no, was... no, it had to be at, at Philadelphia. Because they didn't they go undefeated Philadelphia for the longest time? Yeah, it was in Philly. Yeah, right. okay. I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay, let's, fl- let's go from the East Coast to the West Coast. 49ers, Eagles at San Francisco. And you, who do you think wins? Since it's the home team, I'm going to go home advantage in the West Coast. I'm going to go 49, 49ers in the Super Bowl. All right, Matt, who do you got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right, one, one I got San Francisco. I think they're the best team out there. Um, two, I got Philadelphia, same thing. Um, three, I want to, I'm thinking the Detroit Lions. I think they make. They they get there. Um, four, the New Orleans Saints. Then my three wild card teams. I'm gonna go Minnesota. Depends on that division how that plays out. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants, and then I think the Seahawks get that last spot. Okay. okay. Who do you have NFC Championship game, and who do you got winning? I'm going to go with a little bit of an upset. I think it's going to be San Francisco versus the Detroit Lions. Ooh. And I just, I don't know. My gut's telling me that they're going to make a huge step this year. So one versus three. Who do you got? Uh, San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we all agree there's no surprise there that the NFC South winner is going to be the four seed and more than likely a one and done. So number four, uh, the Buccaneers. Uh, the rest, I'm going to flip-flop a little bit. I'm going to say the Eagles are the number one seed. Niners the number two. I think it's going to be, it's going to come down to the narrowest of margins. Who knows, maybe it comes down uh, tiebreakers, not sure. But I'll say Eagles number one. Niners, number two. I agree. I'm going to say the Lions, number three. 
My wild card teams, I like the Giants. Uh, I like the Seahawks. And I'm going to say, even though I do, mm, even though I do think they're going to fall off a cliff a bit or fall down, the NFC is so weak. I just still somehow see the Cowboys making it into the playoffs. Um, I know I had them finishing third in the NFC East. I just. I'd like to shock everybody and say the Bears are going to be in. I don't think they can get in. I think Minnesota's going to fall off a bigger cliff than anybody. Uh, so I'll say I'll say the Cowboys get in. So Giants, Cowboys, and Seahawks. Uh, my NFC title game. Man, I, I, Matt, if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. I want to say the Lions are are going to be there. I want to. SOL, same old Lions. are not going to. I almost want to say this is going to be a Bills-Lions Super Bowl. I would love to say that. And and I know if Matt Keel were here, because he was banging on that drum, I know he'd probably predict that. Um, I'm not going to go that far. I do think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win the North. I think that for them, that's a huge step. Um. I hate to be that guy, but I I do. I'm not predicting too many upsets or too many unpredictabilities in the NFC. I think it's going to be another, um, another Eagles 49ers NFC Championship game. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say that the Eagles. I, I think the Eagles get back to the Super Bowl. I'm just not. I think the only the only thing that is keeping me from saying the 49ers is can Christian McCaffrey stay healthy? If he doesn't, I don't think this team has enough. I just don't. And you, who knows? Maybe Brock Purdy takes that huge step and maybe he can lead them. And I know you hate to say it's dependent on a running back, but he's just a running back and so much more. That's when, if you look at it, that's when that team really took off that year. Or last year when he came onto the lineup, onto that offense, I think he just, he's that missing piece. Uh, so I've got the Eagles beating the Niners. So so you got the Eagles winning that uh, the conference, you're saying, right? Eagles will win the conference. Well, I got, as the number one seed, they'll win it. And that could be. Uh, that could be the home, that could be the determining factor where that NFC game is played. But since I said the Eagles had the number one seed, I'll have them winning it again. Fair, fair enough, and I need someone out there to help help me out here. When was the last time a Super Bowl was all color green in both end zones? All color green on both sides of the field. Oh, Doesn't man. matter. The, all right, shut up. <laughs> um, all right, quickly, let's go through the AFC West. Uh, I, I'm going to start this one off. I think the Raiders are going to be last. Raiders are going to be last in that division. I think the Broncos are going to jump up, have a rebound from last year, but I don't think it's going to be enough to get in the second place. <laughs> My, I want to be, I want to be that guy and say the Chargers. I said this last year. I thought the Chargers would overtake the Chiefs, but you just can't. I, I can't, I can't be that guy. It's going to be Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos. Raiders. Um, but I do think the Chargers are going to close the gap. 
I do think the Chargers are only going to lose by a game, the division by a game. But I think it'll be Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Jonathan. Well, uh, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs are the titans of the NFL. No one is above them. They are above everyone else. So the Chiefs are going to win. I like the Chargers, but I'm not a Brand Staley guy. I'm not a big fan of his decisions and as a coach. I I'm just not a big guy on big big guy on him. So if if the if anything if the Chargers live up don't live up to any expectations, he'll be fired. And I think he should, but uh I'll give the team the benefit of a doubt because they just paid Justin Herbert and they do got one of the Bosa's, I believe which which Bosa is it Joey Bosa? Yeah, Joey Bosa. So they got a good defense. Khalil Mack is on that side of the field. Uh uh the running back Anthony uh, Eckler, he he's he's in a contract here. He's looking Aaron to Eckler. get. Uh, uh, is it Aaron Eckler? Okay, or Austin? Austin? Uh, Austin, Austin? Yeah, Austin. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. He's in a contract here. He's looking to uh, get paid next year. So I'm going to go LA Chargers second, but a good record. Um, I'm going to the Raiders and the Broncos. You say Raiders? I said Broncos and Raiders. Broncos and Raiders. Ooh. I may have to go with the same thing as your list. I mean, how can the Broncos get any worse than last year? I mean, Jesus, we, we can spend a whole hour on that team alone. But uh, I'm going to go Broncos third, and yeah, Raiders last. I don't. I'm not a big fan on the Raiders, and Broncos have to get better by default with a different head coach. Um, yeah, so Chiefs, Chargers, Bronco, yeah, Broncos and Raiders. All right, Matt. This is the first time all three of us are going to agree. I, I see it the same way. Chiefs, obviously, are the, the powerhouse. Um, the Chargers are, like, I agree with you. There might be a game or two out out of first. I'm, I'm interested to see what the Broncos do this year. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Do you think but, Peyton, Peyton rebounds uh, Russ? That's tough. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he'll save him. For, I, I think he'll keep him in the Hall of Fame. I think they'll That's play. They're going to play better football. Oh my God. They're going to play better football, but I don't think it's going to save. I, I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback in the league. No. No. So I, I got the same, long story short, same order as you guys. Okay. Okay. But Hall of Famer, we can talk about this another another day, but you're, you don't think he's a Hall of Famer, Russell Wilson? He's not even the best quarterback of his era. You don't have to at the quarterback position. It's different. But what? But we talked about this a little over the summer. How can you be a Hall of Famer? I can list in his era Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. You can even make the case for Eli Manning. Um, I mean, there's other quarter. He's uh, Phillip, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers. Matt, I'd even say who, Matt Ryan. Who's the, who? Both don't have a Super Bowl. Doesn't Ryan and matter. You're telling me those Seattle teams, they won it because of their defense. I but know even that. Matt Ryan, I mean, you can name at least seven or eight quarterbacks that from his generation that are better than him. E.J. Manuel. Uh, let's, not <laughs> yeah, let's not go that far. Uh, but <laughs> how, he's, he's not a Hall of Fame. At least, you know what? You're right. He'll probably get into the Hall of Fame. Yes. But he shouldn't. Fair he enough. shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Fair enough. I say the same thing about Eli Manning. That's the way Eli, I Eli, I agree. I Again, probably will. The man, the Manning name alone will get him into the Hall of Fame. The fact that he's got two Super Bowl trophies will get him into the Hall of Fame. He's not a Hall of Famer. I'd put in Roethlisberger over him. Oh, fair enough. And and just to continue, but why I say 
Russell Wilson will get in the Hall of Fame. And again, we can probably discuss another day. I rank quarterbacks on four categories. And if you get at least three out of the four, you're a Hall of Famer in my estimation. It's championships, statistics, dominance, and longevity. And obviously, Russell was never dominant in his era. All right, and as long as he continues, he'll have the longevity. He'll have he'll have the statistics, and he has the championship. So that's three out of four, in my estimation. So, but again, we can talk about that another day. And just but to make will he clear. have the statistics of his generation, of his era? He'll have statistics looking back against quarterbacks like Jim Kelly, quarterbacks from the '80s, even quarterbacks from the early '90s, the '70s, the '60s, of course. But will he have the statistics to match up against uh, Rodgers? against Manning, against Breeze, against Rivers. Those are just four off the top of my head. Will he have the stats to match up against them? Probably not, but that's not how the, so Hall, then of Fame, shouldn't, the Hall of Fame writers don't do that, I don't think. I don't think they do. Well, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah, we can do a whole but, another episode. Let's not fo- lose focus. I like this division talk. So, All right, so we're going to head head down south. Uh, Matt, let's have you. You haven't let off one in a while. All right. Matt, lead off the AFC South. All right. I, I got Jacksonville in num- in the first place. I, I think all three of us are probably going to agree with that. Mm-hmm. This this division's tough for me, honestly. I would say the Colts are probably going to be in last. We'll see how that rookie does. But uh, may, you know what? Maybe... I don't know, guys. I don't know. No, Jonathan. I, I don't know if Jonathan Taylor is going to play all year for them. He, the fir- the but first he's out four, the he's first out. four games because yep. they put him on, which I think is garbage. They put him on the pup list or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I drafted him uh, by accident and <laughs> I auto drafted him. <laughs> oh my! Still God. a good pick, but I'm going Jacksonville number one. It's tough. Thinking Houston two or Tennessee two. That mix, and then uh, the Colts last. All right, I'm holding. The, who who do you got? Tennessee or Tennessee or Houston? Second. I'm gonna go with Houston. Okay, could be pick, on the rise. Pick the could underdog. The really? Okay. Pick okay. the underdog. Um, Jersey Rice. Who do you got? Jacksonville. I mean, there's enough said about Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence could be in in the discussion for maybe MVP. I I think he can. He's he. Ever since Urban Meyer left, and now you have uh, Doug Pearson in, he had a b- much better year. But that goes without saying. Well, I, he'll have a good year. He, I don't know about that. I, I, I didn't say MVP. He'll be front runner. I'm thinking he, he'll be a dark horse for it, like top five, maybe top six, somewhere in that range for Je- for Trevor Lawrence. I think he'll have a big year. He, his schedule, it's not that, it's not that great. I mean, it's not great in a good way. Like he's not facing strong opponents. No. So, all right, but that's all right. All right, uh, Jacksonville one. I got Tennessee two. Derrick Henry is still Derrick, Derrick Henry in that division, and I still think Tennessee will still hold their own for second place. I'm. It's a toss up between Houston and Indianapolis. I uh, if Jonathan Taylor's only gone for the first four games and he comes back in Week Five through the rest of the year, I think Indianapolis can finish third, maybe second, depending on how Anthony Richardson does. But bottom out, I think Houston takes another step back. I just don't see them rising above third and at best case. So Jacksonville wins the division, Tennessee second, Indianapolis third, Houston will finish dead last. Agreed. Jacksonville's just, especially for that division, just too strong. I think if, uh, I think 
that's maybe the only – I think Jacksonville is in such a great spot for a while. I think that's the only division they'd be able to win. But I think they're going to be – I think that division is so weak that they're going to have no problem making the playoffs, at least for the next three to four years, because that division sucks. Yes. Uh, Jacksonville is going to finish number one. Um, I agree with Tennessee, number two. I think they just – in that division, they have got enough – to get second place. Texans, I think, are going to take a step forward, but they're still going to be a bad team. They'll finish third. Indianapolis, I just think from top to bottom, they're even organizationally, forget player-wise, organizationally, they are just a train wreck. I think, in fact, I think they're going to be, um, it's going to be the top, the number one overall pick is going to be between them and Arizona. I think those two teams are going to be disastrous this year. Disaster, really? Disastrous. You could be talking neither of those teams might win more than – I'll I'll be nice and say their ceiling is four games. For, for Indianapolis? For Indianapolis and Arizona. I'll well, be nice and say that that's their ceiling. I agree with you on the Arizona part. Indianapolis, I say six, six but that's just me. So, so yeah, I've got Jacksonville – Tennessee, Houston, Indy. Um, nice. Trevor Lawrence is going to have another good year. I think this is all we're going to see of Trevor Lawrence. I think he's, I think he's just. This is what he's going to be at. I don't think he's going to rise to the level of the top three. Like I don't think he's going to be on Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes' level. Even Jalen Hurts' level. If you want to put him as number four, I don't think he's going to climb into that elite elite status i never yeah but i think he'll be a dark horse a dark horse i think he'll be like your your not mvp i don't think he's ever going to rise to an mvp in fact i think herbert's better than him um i think he'll be like a top five he might be the fifth maybe sixth seventh best quarterback in the league consistently but i don't think he's going to get much higher than like five that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm not. Are but, talk- but MVP, no. Well, I'm just I don't ta- think I'm, ever. I'm just talking. Well, I'm just talking for this one season. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's, I'm saying for the rest of his career. I oh, think okay, he's okay. going to max out. I oh, think okay. he's going to max out at, at at fifth. I don't think he's ever getting into, ever getting into Burrow, Allen, Mahomes level. Well, that th- that's different. I agree with you there. I'm just yeah. And I think that's the only way you're a legitimate MVP candidate, uh, at least on the quarterback. Okay. Now, if a ri- or if a running back or a wide receiver, um, pops off, but. No, it's not going to happen. Justin Jefferson had a fantastic year, and he finished third at best. He should have won the MVP. I'm Re- sorry. He should have. Um, AFC North. Uh, Jersey Rice. All right. Oof. This is an- this is another tough division. and This, this also includes a, a lot of very good quarterbacks at worst. Uh Deshaun Watson, Lamar, Joe Burrow, if he's going to be able to play, and Kenny Pickett, who I think could be on the rise. Uh, wow. This is a toss-up between three teams. Mostly two. Mostly two. I don't want to say Cleveland because, again, Deshaun Watson, we don't know, we don't know how exactly he's going to be with a full season to play. But I'm going to say, just to start off, I'm going to say Cincinnati does win the division because they're just too good overall. You got Mixon, I believe, at running back, Jamar Chase at wide receiver, and of course your quarterback number nine. No need to mention the name; we know who he is. 
So Cincinnati. Joe Blow. We'll see. Yep. Uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals will take that division, number one. I see this team on the rise. I think they could potentially become a really good team over the next 10 to 15 years. So, yep, they'll, it's going to be close. Very close. I'm going to go Cincinnati wins the division. Second. Wow. Second. Man, I can't decide between Baltimore and Cleveland for that second spot. But I'm going to go with 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 history. I'm going to say Baltimore get finishes second. Lamar Jackson getting his money, and he's got to stay healthy. He he does have to stay healthy, and I think he will this year. So Baltimore will go second. Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns will finish third. I mean, SOB, same old Browns. I just, again, they had one good year with Baker Mayfield, but I just I don't know about the potential there. But again, I could be wrong. This is the one thing where I can I can see myself being wrong about the Browns. They could explode this year, for all I know. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, I love Mike Tomlin. I just love him. He would be my head coach. But I think this is the year where he might go under 500. I mean, despite all the, the, all the controversy he's been through as a coach, everything, Antonio Brown and this and that, A.B. or um, a Le'Veon Bell, they still finish 500. But I think this is the year they go under 500. I just don't think Kenny Pickett, he's going to improve, but he ain't going to take the jump. So Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland, even though I want to switch Baltimore-Cleveland, but Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. All right, Matt. Yeah, I I agree. I think Cincinnati's the top dog. They're going to win the division. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. I w- I'm right there with you, Jonathan. I want to switch those second and third teams, but I just don't don't have the faith to do it. I I just I think Baltimore's going to be second. They're just too strong of a team. Lamar's if he stays healthy, like you said, yeah. They'll finish second. Mm-hmm. Uh Pittsburgh last. I think you're right. They they do have some good wide receivers, but I don't know if their quarterback's going to really make that jump. So I'm going Bengals, Ravens, Browns, and Steelers. So we agree again. We went we went two for two again. I forgot what other division, but we had two divisions yeah. on spot on. Um, the Browns are finishing last in that division. I'm sorry, the Browns are finishing last, and this isn't just me hoping that they finish last, because I do. I want them to finish dead last in the league, but I don't think they're that bad. I think the Browns just did a Brownsy thing by throwing all that money Boy. at Deshaun Watson. I think that is going to be an anchor on their team for a long time. I'm not saying he's going to be the worst quarterback in the league, but I don't think he's getting anywhere near the form that he was before. I, I don't. I don't think you can get two years older, not play in, what, a year and a half, almost two full seasons? Are you nuts? And, and, he, go, for, and go from warm weather to cold weather. He's not – not only that, go from a dome to outside. I, I, I just don't see it. The Browns, they're going to – you watch by the end of the season when they're, when they're finishing up with a 5-6 win year, maybe a 7-win year, the amount of – the amount of aggravation, the amount of just pissed off Cleveland fans are going to be. I mean, it's it's over. They're they're wow. going to finish last. Steelers are going to finish third. I think um, Steelers. I don't know if 
they're going to go over 500, under 500. I think they'll either – I could see them finishing 9 and 8. I could see them finishing 8 and 9. Um, Mike Tomlin's undefeated when it comes to 500. He's never had a losing season. I, I'm going to be the optimistic. My wife is a Steelers fan. Um, I've converted her to a Bills fan. Don't worry. But uh, she, is a, she is a Steelers fan. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my wife and say that she, they finished nine and eight. So they'll I don't know if that's good enough for the playoffs. We'll figure out later. Part of me wants to be that guy and say the Ravens are gonna knock off the Bengals. Cause, but I I I'll tell you what, you've got two quarterbacks that I don't know if they can stay healthy. Lamar, I don't know if Lamar can stay healthy. Burrow, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to stay healthy. Is he even fully recovered from that calf injury? And if he's not, and if he ends up missing a game or two, or if he misses two or three games throughout the year, I don't think they're going to be strong enough to win without him. Whereas the Ravens last year proved that they, at least the the, the wheels didn't fall off the, you know, fall off the car. Uh, and they were able to make the playoffs without Lamar. But I'll give Cincinnati the benefit of the doubt. I I think they'll finish first, Ravens second, Steelers third, Browns fourth. So kind of how the way the, divini- the, the, the way the division finished last year. I don't see much changing there. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, all, I'm also looking at the Bengals schedule. They have to face. They have to play their non-division opponents. Like, you know how they play their division twice and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They're facing the AFC South. So they got to face the the Texans and uh, the, the the Titans in that division, so that terrible division. So that's like right. three wins they can win. So let's – hypothetical here. If Joe Burrow is injured for the year. For the whole year? But let's say that calf injury progresses and he's got to sit out half of the season. Wow. Yeah, I'll even say six or more. Six or more games. Six or more games. Do you think they still win the division? No. Now, flip-flop it. If Lamar Jackson has to miss six or more. Is uh, Headley their quarterback still? I forgot. Who was their quarterback last season? I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Huntley. Uh, Huntley, that's him. My apologies. I believe he still is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, if he still is, then I say the Ravens can still do some damage until Lamar Jackson comes back. They, they did it with with Huntley. I think this division specifically, like you were saying, it's all about injury. If they can stay healthy, it it, it could go, you know, I think the Bengals will win, but if it's all about who stays healthy. Yeah. If there's no if there's no serious injuries, Bengals win. Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, I still got the Browns finishing last. All right. So we're we're close. Like we've we basically just we disagree about the Browns, so yeah. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me turn off Jonathan's microphone. Uh, <laughs> of course. AFC East Division. Who do you got? Jonathan, who do you got? Actually, no. Don't mute Screw me. Screw you. Don't, 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 don't mute me. Don't mute me. Oh, my God. He muted me, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jonathan. Go first. Listen. Jer- Jersey Jonathan. Listen. I'm going to be objective Let's... to the audience, okay? That's my service here right now as a guest. I'm going to be as 
objective as I can and leave my heart to the side at the door, which is about 10 feet away from you. Just state okay. your opinions real quickly. That way Matt and I can tell you how wrong you are on all of them. All right. Let's start off with this. The New England Patriots are finishing dead last in this division. I respect Bill Belichick, the coach. Um, the man's d- done a lot for this league and blah, blah, blah. The Patriots, don't. I don't see them good enough to win that. <laughs> overrated. What, they're overrated? Yeah. No, I mean, Belichick is a coach. Overrated. Okay, all right. Well, nevertheless, the Patriots dead last. They're not, they're not going anywhere. But Belichick is going to stay in New England to pass that all-time wins record. He's never going to be fired. The owner, Bob Kraft, is not going to have the heart to fire him after this year. He, he'll be He's fine. He's going to need to stay there like five, six, seven, ten, twenty years to get it. Yeah. They ain't winning more than four or five games. Yeah. I still, there. I still think Belichick's going to stay there until he until he says screw it, I'm done. All right, um, third, Miami. I uh, again, it's all dependent on Tua Tua's health. It's a great offensive team. You got the Penguin and the Cheetah, and for those who don't know, that's Tyreek Hill, the Cheetah, and Jalen Waddle, the Penguin. Um, great, just great everything. I I do like Miami, but I just don't think Tua's going to stay healthy uh, to carry this team on. So third for them. And, ooh, again, I'm trying to be as objective as I can. Week one is, I don't care what anyone says, that is a playoff game. That game is going to determine who's going to host the playoff game between the two teams Monday night. So, in the playoffs in January. So, second, trying to be as objective as I can. I'm going to say the Jets are going to finish second. Close second. Close second. And I'm gonna go eleven and six, twelve and five. Jets second. Hey, Jonathan, okay. real quick. Sorry, my mic. My. <laughs> can you say that one more time? My headphones. Uh... You were this. I'm literally about to let Jonathan Rice, the Jets fan, take over. Okay, you hold on. It's not your turn yet. I'm being as objective as I can. All right. The Jets will go second, but it's gonna be close. It's gonna be very close. It's gonna go down to the wire. All right. It's, the Jets will go eleven and six, twelve and five, and they'll finish second. But we're going to go into the postseason, and the postseason is a different story for the for all the right reasons. But Jets will go second, and I'll take the Bills first, just because they have the experience, they have proven it over time. My team, the Jets, I have yet to see what they will do on the field. Okay, but I am very confident in my team. We'll talk about that later. All right. So I got Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, but the Jets are going to. Stay in that division. It, the Bills are not going to win the division until the final weeks. That, that is a fact. All right, but I'm going to give the Bills first, Jets second. All right, you heard that there. That's Jonathan Rice, the objective sports sports fan. Okay, the the subjective fan. Go ahead. The subjective fan is would say seventeen and zero. All right, I think he did that just so he didn't want to get as much heat as possible. <laughs> But I'll respect your opinion. Um, I agree. Patriots, they're not going to be a tire fire. They're not going to be in Arizona. They're not going to be in Indianapolis. Um, I've got them winning six games, and I think that might be being nice. Maybe I'll give them seven. They're going to be at the bottom of that division. Um, I'll agree with you in Miami. It's going to come down to Tua's health, although I'm not even sure if it comes down to Tua's health. Um, the Bills are number one. 
The Bills are Bills are top dog in, a, in, in the AFC East. I'll be objective. I think they've got the, the best defense in the AFC East. I think the Jets, a strong case for being the top defense, but I think the Bills just have a little bit better pieces in every position. Uh, so I think the Bills, number one, I don't know. The Jets in Miami, I don't know. Um, as much as I'd like to say Rodgers is going to fall off a cliff, which I honestly, in my mind, I think he is. I think he's done. It's not only that. I don't think their offensive line is going to hold. I really don't. It's old. It's it's weak. It's definitely, would you agree, it's definitely the weakest spot on their team? You want me to answer? Do I, you, you do you agree, position-wise, or uh, that the Jets' offensive line, unit-wise, is their weakest unit on their team? I would have to agree, unfortunately, but that is the truth. I mean, it's weak, but as long as they're average, everything will but take care of itself. when you've got a 40-year-old quarterback back there, and not only that, if you look at even when Tom Brady won his Super Bowl his first year in Tampa Bay— they did not start off well. And the Jets, as tough as the AFC is this year, it's not like the NFC. Even when Brady won the Super Bowl and snuck into the playoffs, he did it in a terrible division. He did it in a terrible conference. The Jets, if they, and they very easily, if he has a Tom Brady start, and if they go 1-5, in five, if they go... Two and four, which they've got a tough schedule. Agreed? Uh, The first six games, two and four. And ladies and gentlemen, I almost fainted when he said one and five. That's not happening. Not two and four. But it could. Their schedule, they could go, even if they go two and four, they're not recovering. Not in the AFC. Not in the AFC. Um, And if that chemistry with Rodgers and everybody is there, Offensive line, receivers, weapons, it better be there because if it takes, what did it take Tampa Bay? About eight, almost ten games into the season that first year to really start clicking and humming? Rodgers don't have that time. He's not in the NFC South. So if that's the only reason, and I think it's going to be close, I could see, in fact, I might pick all three teams, Jets, Dolphins, and Bills, to make the playoffs, but I'm going to go with... Miami second, the Jets third, and Buffalo first. Jets are going to have to prove it. They've got a great defense. They've got a killer defense. No question about it. Buffalo's offensive line isn't stellar either. I'm going to be worried about the Jets' defensive front four in particular. But I just... I'm not sold yet on the Jets' offense. And I know Rodgers looked good in, what, the two drives, three drives, whatever he played in the preseason. I'm not sold. I'm not sold. I think they'll finish I am. third. I'll give the Jets... I'll give the Jets ten wins. Ten I'll wins. give the Jets ten wins. And, I, and that's me being honest. Okay. Matt? What do you think? Okay, I think no surprise. New England's going to finish fourth. I think they're for sure. No, that's 
That's no I think, secret. In fact, I think New England gets swept by the, the Jets. The Jets sweep them. The Bills sweep them, and the Dolphins sweep them. Really? Oh, and six. I, I think get, the Jets get, go over in the division. I mean, I know last year's last year, but there was some ugly football that they played last year for a Bill Belichick coach team. It was almost embarrassing to watch some of those games. Uh, for third, I'm going to go opposite order here. Third place is going to be the New York Jets. I think the their biggest strength on their team is their defense, and if which you, could win them games. It it will. Oh, it will. It will win them games. But if you were to give me Miami's offense versus their defense, I'm taking Miami every single time. I think they're too fast. They're, I think Tua, as long as he's healthy, and that and uh, their coach there, they have they've built something special there. I don't think they're gonna catch the Bills. They're they're gonna be a playoff team, but I think overall they're they're a stronger team than the Jets. I think Aaron Rodgers is towards the end of his career. Obviously, we talked about the offensive line when when the when I feel very confident if they get to Josh Allen, he can get away a lot easier than Rodgers can. I think that's going to be a problem uh, all season. Uh, he's already, I mean, he's he's got that personality where he he posted a picture on Instagram and he had uh, an offensive lineman, uh, his name on his butt. Do you, do you remember that, Jonathan? Yeah, I do. So he's sending messages already. The season hasn't even started, and he's looking for more help on the offensive line. David Bakhtiari I, next year, David Bakhtiari. Please. I just worry about what his agenda is. I know he's a he's a athlete. I know he wants to win, but uh, I think his ego also can get in the way where I think the Bills are more sold sold and bought in on we need to win a championship now. No, no, let's so wait till next year. I'm going to go Buffalo Bills number 1, Miami Dolphins number 2, Jets number 3 and then New England number 4. And I think it also comes down to honestly, I think the Jets or sorry, the Dolphins they're a poor man's Kansas City. Like it, can you imagine uh Jalen Waddle Tyreek Hill, can you imagine those two guys in Buffalo? Can you imagine those two guys in Kansas City? Can you even imagine those two guys in either – well, Cincinnati's got their receivers. But can you imagine those two guys in uh, in L.A. with uh, Herbert? And their I mean, tight end, too, is – Yeah, uh, Gusecki. Gusecki, yeah. Those – they've – if they had a quarterback, I think – I think it, looking back five, ten years from now, every Miami Dolphins fan is going to rue the day that they did not draft Herbert. Justin Herbert. And I'm not going to lie, as a Bills fan, I am so thankful because right now if you put Justin Herbert on this team, we're talking about Buffalo having to jump Miami Cincinnati and Kansas City because that offense is deadly. Make no mistake about it. It's deadly. But they don't have a consistent quarterback. Even when two is healthy, is he consistent? I don't think so. No. So all right. Before we get into our hot seat, let's run down AFC playoff teams. Um, Seeds, I'm going to go with... 
You know what? I'm not going to be that homer. I'm still going to go with Kansas City with the number one seed, Buffalo with the number two seed, Cincinnati with the number three seed, like last year, Jacksonville with the number four seed. Um, Miami finds a way into the playoffs. The Chargers find a way into the playoffs. And I'm going to say it comes down to Baltimore and the Jets. But because I'm a gracious host here on This Week in the Podcast, I'll say the Jets make that final spot in the seventh. And I think the Bills blow them out in the opening round. Oh, so you got, you're going you're – say the Bills will get the first – Two seven and – Two seven. And Rodgers will be planted into the ground. In the wild card in Buffalo. In the wild card. So, you, so, you, so you're expecting Jets – and Bills again. Listen, and don't make me change wow. my mind and say uh, and say the Ravens. Okay, I'll be nice. I'll be a nice host, not host, but, but a guest. And then NFC or AFC Championship game. I've got. <sighs> this makes me want to change my. You know what? Screw it. I'm saying I'm I'm flip flopping Buffalo and Kansas City. Buffalo's getting the number one seed. Kansas City's getting the number two seed. AFC Championship game is in Buffalo. Finally, forget going to Arrowhead and Buffalo beats them, and it's a Buffalo uh, Philadelphia Super Bowl. And then I'll Buffalo wins. Wow! No, wow! Buffalo wins. All right, my uh, Matt. All right, number one seed is going to be your Buffalo Bills. They if they don't, this is might be the last year that to make that jump. Like, I think, and I think Dalton Kincaid is going to be that big X factor difference. I think Huge he's. Difference. I don't know. It'd be great if he gets to Kelsey level. Uh, but even if he gets, even if he gets just below Kelsey level or close to Kelsey level, that's that's it. It's going to make Diggs better. It's going to make Davis better. It's going to make every receiver and running back around them better. Okay, so I'm going to go Bills number one, and I'm, it's a, kind of a toss-up for me. I want to say the Bengals at number two, but my gut's telling me uh, Kansas City at number two. And then I'm going to have, so Bills at one, Kansas City two, three, Cincinnati, four, no surprise, Jacksonville. I think five is going to be the Chargers. Okay. Six is going to be Miami. And I'm similar to what you were saying. It's my, it's going to be the Jets, um, or either Baltimore, or someone possibly from the South. But I'm thinking it's going to be the New York Jets. I, I hate to admit it. I think they do enough to get in, but I really like their chances. Or I don't like their chances. We in the first game. Yeah, against uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. I mean, they get blown. I, I could not just, blown out. I could. I don't see them going to Arrowhead. I think that's what you know. That'd be a tough game to win. And you know what? Year. As a Jets fan, I'd be I'd be sitting where where we were a couple years ago, breaking the streak because the Jets are on what a nine game streak, ten game streak, or ten year streak, twelve years, twelve years. So I'd that's the Jets aren't at. Where the Bills, Chiefs, and even Bengals, and even Eagles are, where if they don't get to the Super Bowl, it's a bust. I think that's a great year for the Jets. Um, they break the streak. Take it for what it is. 
They'll take. They'll break the streak uh, quicker than the Sabers, which they're tied with. That's okay. <laughs> Sabers will make the playoffs, but that's another podcast. Oh yeah. All right, Jersey. What do you got? Oh, real, right. real quick, my uh, oh sorry my championship. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got the Bills hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, okay. And I think Cincinnati beats Kansas City. And who do you got winning? Deja uh, vu last year. I got the Bills. Bills going Bills to the winning. Super Bowl. And yep. so you you have the Bills against Niners. Bills Niners. Yep. And who you got winning? I got to go with the Bills. Bills wow. Niners. That is the OJ Simpson Super Bowl. Oh my God! Wow. The Bills Niners. All right. Wow. Jersey. Really, yeah, Jersey. Yeah. Um. Okay. Obviously, let me go through here. The playoffs. Obviously, Bills Jets. I mean, Jets are going to make it. I'm not. Well, hold on. Right. Who do you have the number one, number two? Who do you got the seeds? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to go through that. Um, Chiefs one, Bills two, Bengals three, and what division? Um, South. The, the South. Oh, yeah, Jacksonville. So, yeah, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Jacksonville four. Wild cards, I'm going to go Jets. The The Jets will be the highest, the highest one at five. So the Jets would have to play Jacksonville. Uh, the Jets, Chargers... And the seventh team, oof, I'm thinking of either Miami or Baltimore. I'm probably going to go Baltimore just because of the hit, track record in history. And Miami will be out on tiebreakers. They're not. They'll they will tie, but they will but they'll lose out on tiebreakers. Okay, for my Jets, we're going to beat. We will beat Jacksonville and get to the divisional round. If we can win one playoff game, I'll be happy with that. All right, my heart says. Win the Super Bowl, and I can celebrate, but story for another podcast. Uh, my AFC Championship game, I'm going to surprise both of you here. I think that this will be, what, the first back-to-back-to-back AFC Championship game between three teams since the Cowboys and Niners in the 90s. I'm going to go Bengals, Chiefs 3, but here's here's a little different. All right? Well, I, I did say the Chiefs, well, the Chiefs would have to host because they're the one seed. But I'm going to go Bengals over Chiefs, and the Bengals are back in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. And I'm going to go there because I think Joe Burrow will have a bounce-back year. He wants revenge for losing last year. He's proven to have beaten Patrick Mahomes every time except that one game. And uh, the Bills are going to bounce out in the divisional rounds in one of those two teams. Uh, Who do you got winning the Super Bowl? Wow. Brock Purdy versus Joe Burrow. I'm going to go Burrow. Better quarterback. And that means Patrick Mahomes has a Super Bowl. Burrow will have a ring. And Josh Allen. And he muted me. All right. Hot seat question time. All right. We're going with, again, hot seat questions. Five questions could be about anything. You guys come in with questions as well. Question number one. All right. I've 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 come up with this question a couple times with some other guests. If you could be whatever sport it is, football, hockey, baseball, basketball, whatever, soccer. If you could be an athlete, coach, or general manager, what would it be and what sport? Um. For me, I'm going general manager. I think last time I said, I think last time I said NFL, but uh, this time I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to say general manager of the NHL. 
I think you can just do a little more with trades, a little more – I think it takes a little bit more finessing from a general manager. Don't get me wrong. General manager in any sport I think is tough. would be fun to be. But, uh, last time I said football, so this time I'll say general manager uh, of a hockey team. I'd love to be a coach in all of them. Athlete, I think I'm over it. Um, but I'd, I'd like to say general manager. All right. Jersey? Uh, so I have to pick a role for each one. Play, I have to say athlete for a sport and uh, – Well, no. Which would, which, first of all, which would you rather be? Would you rather be an athlete, a general manager, or a uh, coach? Oh, okay. And then what sport? Okay, and what sport? <sighs> wow, that, that's probably the best question of the day right there. Oh, wow. I mean I would probably not say coach if coach just because I'm dealing with millionaires and egos and I don't have that – style me to handle all that. So I'm going to say I'm out on the coach part, even though I am one, but that's for kids. Um, I'm not going to be a player for NFL or hockey just because of concussions that's out there. Could I, be baseball. Could be whatever. I'm about to say that. I'm probably going to say baseball. I mean, base, baseball is a player because you have longer longevity. Contracts are more guaranteed. You make more money in baseball compared to football and hockey. So, yeah, I'm going to say baseball because that's the first sport I grew up loving. Okay. So, yeah. so you wouldn't want to be a general manager for any sport? That's I, fine. I would say if I had to, I would pick general manager for football versus baseball because if I'm the GM at the baseball level, I got to worry not just about the MLB but also the minor leagues, AAA, AA, single A. I don't have to worry about that in the NFL. Okay. So you're choosing you're choosing to be an athlete for in, baseball. For baseball. Yep. All right. I'm choosing to be a general manager for hockey. Matt, what are you choosing? Uh, I'm a big hockey guy, so I'm going to have to go hockey. I would say probably a an athlete for sure. Okay. Just something – I mean I was – I played hockey my whole life. I'd say either an athlete or a coach. There's something about just being with the boys in the locker room and joking around, being on the bus, going all all over the place. Uh, like you, you brought up like egos in certain sports – I feel like the NHL, obviously there are some egos there, but they're a little less. A little less, and I feel like it's just more of like a you're part of a family, and it's just it's just a lot of fun. So I'd definitely say NHL athlete or coach for sure. All right, question number two, gentlemen, who's got one? Could literally be about anything. Well, um, okay. This is not just for you guys, but maybe for people who might be listening in the future. I just got back from a trip in Tampa Bay, I, and I had an absolute fantastic time. So with one week before school, and this could apply to teachers or coaches, if with one week before school starts, if you could travel anywhere in the world for one week before school starts, is to get all that summer energy out of your system, where would you want to go for one week? could be anywhere. Hmm. So not like a bucket list, but just one before school. Um. You know what? For me, I'd say, and, and we did this back in February, my wife and I. Um, we did. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to say uh, Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. I almost wanted to say Jamaica, but I'm going to say Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. Just a week of just chilling on the beach, nothing but sun, getting in the water. Um, it was a nice the, – the, the resort that we stayed on, it was pretty cool where we can go off the resort and there was a nice little town there where you can do some shopping, do some this, um, some sightseeing, some good food. I want to say Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. 
Um, I enjoyed myself there. And again, if we're talking right before the hustle and bustle of, for me, soccer season or school year or whatever, yeah, just yeah, one last little uh, week of uh, relaxing. Correct. All right. So I would say Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. My pick, I would – well, starting school, sometimes it gets chaotic and you know overwhelming. I would want to go to as many places as I could with the intention of relaxing on each of those places. So I'm going to say a cruise. Okay. I do oh, a no. one-week cruise. Okay. While we're at sea, I'm sitting by the pool, hanging out, relaxing, get dropped off in maybe Jamaica or wherever, go and check out that area for the afternoon. Hop back on the boat. That's what I would be doing, just relaxing and, and checking out as much as I can before before the school year starts. Good that, answer. Good that, answer. I like that. Very good, clever. That was very clever. I like it. All right. Thank Jersey, you. what about you? Or did you already choose Tampa? I, well, yeah, I think I answered my own question, Tampa, just because, and I'll say it briefly, Tampa Bay is the place I'm leaning towards retiring at just because when I'm done teaching. For those of you who, who like to travel, I would suggest go to Clearwater. Clearwater was a fantastic area to visit at. There was so many nice shopping malls, good location, good food. I had seafood there for the first time in a long time. Good, Just good area. Baseball, Tropicana Field, I can go on and on. Just, just Tampa Bay is a great location. Just don't go to Treasure Island. <laughs> Treasure Island was not fun. I was there for an hour and a half, and it was a lo- <laughs> poor man's Clearwater. There was no treasure in that island? Nope. All right. Uh, question three, what do we got? All right. If you are given, if you just won the lottery of $500 million, so money's not an issue, what is the first thing you would buy or what is the one thing that you would do for the rest of your life because you're set? $500 million post-tax or pre-tax? Because if you say $500 million, I'm getting two fifty. Well, Only two, you would ask a question like that. Just $500 million. Yeah. <laughs> Pick a number in between. Okay, okay. all right, all right. Um, <laughs> ten years ago, you could say buy like an NFL team or a hockey team, but Jesus Christ, they're going for what, like two, three, four, five billion? What did the Redskins just sell for? The, the yeah. Commanders. Or a Commanders. What did they just sell for? Six point like six something. Yeah. Almost seven billion. If you can be a minority owner, minority owner's not bad. Yeah, no, if I'm going to own the team, I want to own a team. But I tell you what, 500 million. Um, you know what? I would probably buy like a nice I'd buy like a nice little Italian villa and just travel. Just travel, spend a spend a week here, spend a week there, a month there, come home, chill for a few months, spend another this. Obviously, you know, you're going to do all the investing or whatever and you don't want to blow it, but just moderately traveling. Even my even the house I'm not saying I'd buy like a $50 million mansion or anything like that. No, just a nice, sensible house, sensible little villa, you know, maybe drop half a million to a million on a house. And the rest just, I mean, put it in a nice, uh, you should be able to live off the interest alone um, from $500 million, but just travel. You know, nothing, doesn't have to be first class everything, just travel. Yeah. All right, Jonathan? Um, I was looking up the Forbes list for sports franchises. I would love to buy a sports team of the four major sports. The NHL would have the least. And believe it or not, um, number 30 of the NHL, Buffalo Sabres at $610 million. So 
obviously can't do that with 500 million. Um, I would try to become a minority owner of a sports franchise because I just love sports. Um, I would stop teaching immediately. I mean, I love what I do now, but I would want to focus on, as you said, travel. I would probably get like a nice small condo in Miami and probably an airplane, probably in my own personal private jet if within within budget, but I would want to travel. I would love to go to Italy, as you said, but I would love to go to Milan, Florence, and Venice, France, Paris, right off the bat. Um, yeah, it would either travel and or buy a minority stake in a sports franchise. So that would be the two, travel and minority ownership. And the Jets, I feel like you could pick up for like two bucks, three bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd be like oh. a dollar, dollar store version of a team. If that's the case, that's fine with me. I'll turn that three bucks into a three million bucks like that with, with, with whatever ownership. And Oh, so the Jets are only worth three million now? <laughs> if I can. If, I don't know. I, All right, Matt. If, if it was me, I would – Probably buy a huge piece of land and build my own golf course and house on the golf course. Maybe open it up to for friends and family only. But I, I think golfing is so relaxing. I love it. it. Can be challenging at times, but to have my own golf course like uh, Michael Jordan, that'd be pretty sweet. Okay, nice. Okay, all right. Question number four. Um, Man, this is a marathon episode. I don't usually go over two hours, but I'm having fun. Me this too. This is a good episode here. All right, question number four. Um, if you could do – we've talked about this before, but we're all phys ed teachers. If you could do something besides teaching, what would you do? For me, I've, I've mentioned this before, sports broadcaster. Uh, I think I'd, I'd love it. Uh I'd say probably preference NFL just because I think NHL would be fun, but I think NHL announcer is a little harder to be than an NFL announcer because a little bit more stoppage in the action. So I'd say an NFL announcer. Um, plus, I feel like as an NHL announcer, you're just going to be compared to RJ anyways, and you're not topping that. Um, but uh, I'd say NFL announcer or any kind of sports broadcaster. Really, that'd be that'd be my dream, Matt. It's a tough one. I would, I definitely, I'd say maybe be like work for like an NHL team, uh, like as an equipment manager or um, physical therapist or something in the back end where I felt like I was making a difference in helping them, helping the Sabers win the first Stanley Cup. Okay, kind of like the man behind the man. Yeah. Okay, like that. I have nothing more to add. Sports broadcasting. That I, everything that Larry said was everything I would want to do in sports broadcasting. Because I, I would like to be like the voice of a childhood of a kid's of a kid's childhood. You know, like RJ was for you and for, and for you as well, and like Mayday and all these calls like to just pop in your head. I would like to do something like that as a broad, sports broadcaster if I could do that. But sports broadcaster it is for me with Larry. All right. Question five. Who wants to wrap it up? Who's got the last one? I got it. All right. What do you got, man? I think Matt? I got it. What will the score be for for the first Bills oh, game? Oh, the Bills Jets game. Go. Bills Jets game. The Bills versus the New Jersey Jets. I think it's a perfect Jets. way to, All right, to well, wrap it up. Okay. I'll go first here. All right, here. Jersey. No, actually, I'm going to go last. I'm going to go last after you guys go. You two go ahead. I All right. I'm going to give first. I'm going to give a little, little bit of respect to the Jets 
I'm going to say that defense is tough. I'm going to say we win 27 to, I'll say 27 to 13. <laughs> That's 27 to 13, I think. I think uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, Jeopardy Rodgers, I think it's a late touchdown to make it respectable, but I think it's going to be 27 to 13 Buffalo by two touchdowns. I'll say their their defense hangs tough, but it's too too tough. All right, I'm going to go I think their defense struggles a little bit with us. I think they I think we're going to put up at least 34 points. I think it's going to be 34 17 with a garbage uh touchdown at the end there. Jesus so 34 Mike. to 10 with a last minute touchdown at the end. Wow. Okay. I think we're going to be too too explosive, too many weapons on our offensive side. Yeah, I know you get, you know, Sauce Gardner, but when you add two extremely talented tight ends, Two wide receivers that you can rely on, and some young young guys that are trying to make an impact on the team. It's game over. Wow! And I did say the Jets are going to finish second, but that doesn't change the results of Week One. Um, um, no, Jets. Sorry, what was it? What was that? We can't hear you. Sorry, what? You're going to mute me again. All right, Jets are going to win Monday Night Football on nine eleven. Aaron Rodgers' debut game against the Buffalo Bills. And I'm going to say right here, 28-24, respectable. You guys are not giving my team any respect. 28-24, to and this is on public record. Aaron Rodgers, at least 275 passing yards, two touchdowns, maybe one interception, but I'm going to say no. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and they're going to win. Jets win. 1-0, 1-0, Buffalo Bills, 0-1. But I will give Buffalo Bills the respect, and they'll win the second game in Buffalo. But that's story for another day. Jets win opening night, 28-25. All right. I think that's enough of you, delusion boy over there. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Gentlemen, thank you guys so much for coming on. A little bit of a longer episode this week, but definitely a good one. Um, I hope you guys had as much fun as I did having you guys on. What do you think? Podcast debut? Yeah, I loved it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Same had here. a blast. Same here. Podcast debut. I would love to come and do the show with you two again. I absolutely enjoyed it. Absolutely. We'll definitely have to bring you guys back. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram, on Facebook. Make sure you check us out on uh, the Podcast Precinct website, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Make sure you also look for us on Facebook. And as always, tune in next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. And go Bills!